Velocity 97.3 Accra There can be no other than seven three. No need to change Keep it tuned to City You know Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Hey. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 Hey Show. Oh. 
625. Welcome to Tuesday, the 6th of December 2022. My name is Nathan Crow. Sitting in for Bernard Avler. This is the City Breakfast Show. Bonjour, good morning, buenos dias. Welcome. Grab a seat and let's have breakfast. Join us on 0549-986-996. Twitter at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. If you are listening to us outside the jurisdiction, then it must be via citynewsroom.com. As usual, show runs until 10 a.m. So hop on, let's have a great time discussing the things that matter to you on a Tuesday morning. Out of it, our business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the payday plus, especially if your salary goes through their bank. The great news is that you can access up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary, and your money will hit your account the same day. And there's no interest on repayment within 30 days. If you are interested, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly are Greek and more. Our business today comes from Zig Ziglar. He says a lot of people have gone further than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. A lot of people have gone further than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. That's what leadership does. It's supposed to lift people up and let them know that they can achieve far bigger than what they see in their mind. So be that person today. Be that person who uplifts a team member. Somebody you are mentoring, guiding, supervising. Let them know that they can achieve far bigger than they are achieving now. Let them know that there's a bigger place for them. Let them know that they can shine and excel. Even when they are their worst, then you'll be leading properly. That's our business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB truly are great and more. The newspaper review comes up next. This is the City Breakfast Show. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show, lies above the noise. Yeah. 
6.30 Sounds of prior They call this one Catcher Me And they'll be featuring live At the situation on December 24 At the La Palm Royal Beach Hotel From 8pm It's an all white affair Call 0205-973-973 or 0558-973-973 to book your table. Don't miss out on this one. It's been a long year. Come and let's party. Come and let's have fun. Prior will be there. Aquaba will be there. Then Chin Chin Band will be there. There will be lots to eat and drink. And our DJs, DJ Mango, DJ JJ, will serve you hit after hit after hit. Oh Lord. So that's the situation outdoor party. Like I said, call 0205-973-973 or 0558-973-973 to get your table. Remember, it's brought to you by, supported by CTFM and Ghana Weekend. And it's sponsored by Ebony Condom Series, Doritos and Lays, inspired by City TV. This is a Beyond the Return event. Yeah, December 24th is happening live and live. All right, coming up next is the newspaper review brought to us by Fidelity Bank. They are giving you the Fidelity Sikaboom promo. All you have to do is deposit and maintain 300 CDs in your Fidelity account every month to participate. And you're a winner 100,000 CDs. That's what is on the table. So if you have an account, keep that account going. If you don't have one, go and set up on a Fidelity Bank now, now, now. And win big. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And Total Energy is also bringing us the newspaper review. They are three-time winners of the Company of the Year Award given out by the CIMG. And they are the CIMG Hall of Fame for Petroleum. And they are saying that they will keep giving you the best of products and services to meet your needs and expectations. So keep being friends with Total Energies. And the segment is also brought to us by Kelchako Toothpaste. Happy smile. Let me welcome the guys, Godfrey Akotobuafu is here, Richard De La Sky is here, guys, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, my brother. Is it hey, Bobo? Hey, Bobo, that day who asked him the meaning of hey, Bobo. Are you, do you want to buy Bobo? Ask him. You know, uh, Gobe. Gobe. The, the original name of the team that Davi gave to the team is Bobo. Bobo. Hey, Bobo. Play Gali. I love uh, you know you have some talia which is the what do you call it? 
Bajo Tate, if you have some Jomi on the side from, you know, uh, Bridget Jogbenuku, you mm. take do nice, you know, Jomi, with Tony, Sabala, the side, Pepe Day, the side, where you pour some little Gary on the side. Mm. You mean say, hey. problem no day. Problem no. What about that? That's a very full meal. What about the plantain? Plantain, oh, that is the, 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 the Bajo Tate. Bajo Tate. Exactly. It makes a meal, it wraps more. You get me? You right where you you do am um, nice. Blajo tortue. Yeah, blajo tortue. Yeah. It is sweat small. <laughs> then you add some koliko. You know koliko? Yes, I know koliko. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, me say that place. No. <laughs> Situation is happening on the twenty fourth, uh-huh. and I want to ask them for. They say you know room divider. Charlie. <laughs> they say the room divider and who is here. When the best people are about me. Do you know why you have a room divider? Oh, what is a room divider? What is a room divider? No, tell me. So, so yeah. room divider, there's yeah. the modern type, not the office type. So he's talking about the one in the room. The one in the room. The one in the room. <laughs> Two types. <laughs> Single room self-contained. Thank you. And then you put some wooden panel in the middle. Find <laughs> <laughs> one. Then there's the second type, which is cutting. <laughs> so you put the rack there, <laughs> and then the cutting still room divider. <laughs> The question is whether brothers are still using room dividers. Hey, Charlie, share. People are still using Hey, hey. <laughs> the situation is not a situation like that. <laughs> the situation is not a situation everywhere. Room divider, popular. Popular. Share. Anyway, let me take you to the front page Thank of you. the papers today. I'll start from the Daily Guide, mm-hmm. which has shown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, Daily Guide. Yes, welcome to you, Daily Guide. Daily Guide hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, welcome to you, Daily Guide. <laughs> Uh, front page says, Be bold to reshuffle. Mm-hmm. Former President Kufo. Oh, President Kufo. NDC rejects debt restructuring. Mm-hmm. Debt exchange will boost confidence, Dr. Ernest Addison. And the TUC, uh, Dr. Yao Ansiniba mm-hmm. and his people, they say, Let's support government to rebuild economy. Let me take you to the Ghanaian Times for this morning. Government rules out domestic debt exchange program. Finance Minister appeals. For support from Ghanaians. Now there's a re- reaction from the minority. They are rejecting government's debt exchange program, urging minister uh, to engage in broader consultation. Comes with a photograph of Haruna Idrisu, the minority leader. Also, mixed feelings, great domestic debt exchange program. Details on the front page. Let me take you to the front page of the final newspaper. Debt support exchange to save economy. Fiat appeals to Ghanaians investors. Offer expires December 19, mm. but may be extended. Mm. Uh, Alan Chamartin is on the front page of the paper. He's been touring the Volta region and he's asking the people of Hohoi to back government's recovery efforts. Okay. Uh, to ASEAN to pay 32 million Ghana cities as reparation, restitution, and interest on 57 million Ghana cities. And then 1,525 pass out under years. Community police. Assistance module. The Chronicle says this morning fuel prices tumble at the pumps, but transport unions are mute as to what they are doing with their fares. Mm-hmm. Also, this morning we have a story that says NSS pushes for authority status. That's what they ask for all the time. Every time some institutions say give us status, authority will do better. Nothing happens after they are given. <laughs> let me, let this one says that we won't accept 
1.4 billion Ghana CD contingency vote, according to the minority. Let me take you to the front page of the Anchor newspaper. They are saying minority issues another empty threat. Oh. Vow they won't accept debt restructuring program. Uh, ambitious net targets 1 million self-employed persons by 2024. The Economy Times says this morning, Ghana's balance of payment deteriorates records 3.4 billion dollars in deficit mm. also government to shift focus to fiscal stability in imf support as negotiation progresses and inflation expectations high according to the bank of ghana comes with a photograph of um, the governor of the central bank but they have put there ken ufuriata minister for finance i don't know what's going on okay <laughs> let me take you to the front page of the daily graphic where the finance minister is looming large on the front on page. the front page but my, the story i want to take there is kujo ashon bridge cries for help that's the bridge over the Dinsu river at kujo ashon mm-hmm. of course the minority and uh, the tuc's opinions on the debt exchange is also on the front page and phase two mm-hmm. tamamoto way roundabout expansion works begin okay. and then finally uh the graphic business mm-hmm. uh, also says debt swap Remain calm. Banks, pension fund managers to customers. Okay, let me take you to the new crusading <laughs> guide newspaper. Government needs 68 million US dollars to complete Saglemi housing project. This project that has been left to rot to a large extent, they need additional money to finish it. Is that what they are asking for? <laughs> also, there's a story here that says that debt exchange program move will restore our capacity to service debt that's on the front page of the business analyst and if you go to the abc newspaper or news there's a story here that says that nana cerebral is 2022 national best farmer okay if you go online uh, citynewsroom.com says tuc fumes over lack of engagement on government's debt exchange program Mm. (laughs) minority rejects government's debt restructuring program Mm -hmm. we have dr addison saying that the debt exchange plan will boost confidence in Ghana's economy. And other stories on the, on the country's economic crisis, arise Ghana protesters to hit the streets today. And Sibaya Boa, who uh, says, debt exchange program laudable, but not deep enough. Okay? Then you have former President Kofor saying, fire or reshuffle non-performing appointees. So, this, this, it looks like Charlie, he is mean, going... Charlie, this is what you say in the room at 3 a.m. in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. to the man mm-hmm. but if the man is coming out to say this publicly that means there's a problem mm-hmm. anyway more stories if you go to citybusinessnews.com uh-huh. government confidence of reaching staff level agreements with imf soon mm-hmm. so that's an interesting one we should take note of and plus the other uh, they have other stories no haircuts on treasury bills principal bonds that's according to the government if you go to um um city sports online dot com sami kufo is speaking sami tuga he says we should find solutions not point fingers sami kufo on black stars exit and asante kozoko appoint you go um, till finish that way they can't tell you (laughs) (laughs) orlando wellington is new assistant coach at um asante kozoko in 2010 heartbreak didn't impact our loss to uruguay in qatar that's coming from danny amati and if you go to myjoyonline.com Thank you, the day are you tweets uh, praises black. Um, thank you, the day are you tweets praise black stars captain for missed penalty as Brazil more South Korea. No wait, read the thing again. Thank you, the day are you okay? Thank you, the day are you tweets praise quote unquote stars captain for missed penalty as Brazil more South Korea. People are saying that, that was Danny K's tweet. That, 
That was Daniki. <laughs> you are saying that assuming Ghana had gone past you, it would have been Brazil, and we would have been the ones at the end of that shellacking from last night. So it's all good. Minority says will not accept the debt restructuring. And the health minister says something very interesting. Uh, Ghanaian nurses to work in UK under New Deal. Okay, plus all agenda 111 hospitals cannot be completed by 2024. That's coming from an MPP MP. Maybe we'll get into that later. But if you go How international, many can they complete? That's the we'll if you go international, <laughs> the BBC says emergency power hey, shutdowns Ghana, Ghana, in Ukraine Ghana. after attacks, mm. and Indonesia passes law banning sex outside of marriage. Interesting. And what Meta threatens to remove US news content charlie it looks like <laughs> every day something's happening there anyway let me take you to debt exchange and its uh attendance issues front page of the daily graphic says debt exchange kicks off uh says that the government has launched a voluntary exercise that allows institutions that hold bonds issued locally in ghana cities to postpone their interest on their investments in return for full payment of the principal on a later date although arrangement promises no interest payments in the first year 2023 interest will be paid the following year at five percent Launching the Ghana Debt Exchange Program yesterday, the Minister of Finance, Kinefereta, gave an assurance that the program will not affect the principal investments of bondholders. Okay. He explained that holders of all existing bonds as of December 1 this year could voluntarily submit their bonds and go for new ones that would mature in 2027, 2029, 2032 and 2037. Mm-hmm. The exercise would affect approximately 137 billion Ghana cities mm-hmm. of the domestic notes and bonds of the Republic, including ESLA and Dachi bonds, he said at a press conference in Accra to launch the program. So, that's the, uh, we'll go into details on that later. Mm. Uh, there have been some responses to this, though. Exactly. If you go that. to uh, page four of the Ghanaian Times newspaper, the minority is rejecting government's debt exchange program. The story is by Julius Yao Petechi. Uh, he says that uh, the minority says they are completely opposed to the domestic debt exchange program announced by the finance minister, Ken Furiata in Accra yesterday. The caucus wonders why Mr. Furiata did not announce the details of the program to MPs in the 2023 budget he presented to Parliament on November 24. Addressing a press conference in Accra, moments after the Minister of Finance's announcement, the minority leader, Haruna Idrisu, said the program would further exacerbate the suffering of the okay. people of Ghana. Let me give you some more angles from the yeah. banks mm-hmm. who are on the front page of the graphic business. They are saying remain calm. Okay. And banks and pension fund managers have appealed to their customers to remain calm as they work with the government to fine-tune mitigation measures against potential spillovers from the debt exchange program. The Ghana Association of Bankers and the Chamber of Corporate Trustees told the graphic business in separate interviews that while they expected the exercise to affect the operations, they were convinced that appropriate risk absorbers would be instituted to cushion their players against unlikely losses. Okay. Okay, let's stay with that particular mm-hmm. material. If you go to page 15 of the um, Ghanaian Times, there's a story there, Mixed Feelings, Great Domestic Debt Exchange Program. And Claude Nyako Adams, writing for the paper, says the dean of the School of Business at University of Cape Coast, Professor John Gachi, says government's debt exchange program will certainly result in haircuts for domestic creditors. He explained that the elongation of maturity days of bonds and review of coupon rates, which were determined by government, the debtor would uh, lead to creditors losing the value of their investment. And, and finally, on this, on page 39, uh, a senior manager of financial advisory at Deloitte, Ghana, Dennis Brown, has also been commenting. He says that there's still a need for clarity. 
mm-hmm. on government's intentions. Quote, the announcement on its own brings some certainty mm-hmm. about what government intends to do with its domestic bonds going forward, which is good for investors for purposes of planning and decision making. However, some clarity is still required on whether investors will have the option of immediately liquidating mm-hmm. their investments or will be forced to roll over onto the new program, which is the question you were asking yesterday. Yeah. If I want to collect mm-hmm. it in now, mm-hmm. what, happens? Like, what happens? Well, uh, Mark a former MP for New Job in South, mm-hmm. uh, has lauded the launch of the government's domestic debt exchange program but he says it is not deep enough now this story is on citynewsroom.com okay. and uh, Marcus Iboyaba is quoted from his interview with Umaru Sandamadu yesterday on Eyewitness News he says quote I will even say that the exercise has not been deep enough because from what we are hearing mm-hmm. individual bondholders are excluded and there are no haircuts on the principle as it were and there have been some concessions if you like so I think this is the softer way to go End quote. Um, other stakeholders who are interested in all of this, the mm-hmm. TUC, mm-hmm. the TUC, yeah. they are also saying that they are concerned about the government's failure to engage labor unions before launching the domestic debt exchange program. Mm-hmm. TUC says it was um, gravely concerned, okay, uh, over the government's program because of its potential negative impact on workers' pensions. The TUC's reactions followed the government's move to rely on a softer payment plan with institutions and individuals who have lent money to the country as part of efforts to reduce the burden the public debt stock puts on the economy. Now, in a statement signed by the Secretary General of the TUC, (coughs) Dr. Yalba, the union bemoaned the lack of prior engagement with labor, giving that a substantial portion of workers' pensions um, are invested in government bonds. So it looks like this conversation is not dying out no, no, anytime soon. No, not at soon. all, not at all. Meanwhile, let me take you to the Chronicle. There's a story there on fuel prices tumbling at uh, the pumps. But for some reason, Jeffrey Two of Talk is refusing to reduce fares um, when you go to the <laughs> lorry stations. Now, Maxwell Afori, writing for this newspaper, says the country has for some days now witnessed a considerable decline in the prices of petrol and diesel. However, the commercial transport operators in the country have turned a bland eye, a bland eye, bland eye to their problem or the development. Transport unions, uh, which advocate for increases in fares, however, fuel prices uh, let me take that again. Transport unions, which advocate for increases in fares whenever fuel prices are increased, are yet to act upon the reduction, which is inconsistent with the agitations whenever there is an increase. Now, in the last quarter of this year, transport fares have increased astronomically on the back of a 40% initial proposal from the operators. Though 15% was the final adjustment, the cumulative increase moves the percentage higher within the last two months. And then he goes on to give you details of some of the fares you have to pay when you're traveling across the city. And they are demanding that there should be a reduction of fares to reflect the prices at the pump. Let me give you an update from the Atuasian case uh, on page 4 of the Finder newspaper. Of his Darko reports, that documents cited by the paper, that's the Finder, mm-hmm. I indicate that former Chief Executive of Self-Defense Capital Bank, Kulema Atuasian, has agreed to pay 32 million Ghana cities as reparation, interest mm. and restitution on 57 million Ghana cities. This will bring the total amount of principal as well as reparation, restitution and interest to 90 million Ghana CDs. SCN is uh, standing trial with Reverend Fitzgerald Odonko, a former managing director of Capital Bank, and Tetanotti, and Tetanetti, MD of MC Management Services, a company allegedly owned by ACN. They don't go to provide some more details.
I hope that law that they are quoting, Section 35 of this <coughs> new legislation, does not become... Of Act 459. Yeah, that's right. Of course for, Act. For, for doing all kinds of, you know, deals that would, would not be in our very interest. Look, we should be careful how we use that law. It's, 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 I don't think that the purpose was to create an avenue for people to be getting out of trouble merely by taking the money and paying it back and everybody's happy. I don't think if somebody goes to the village and steals one bunch of uh, whatever Agbali, you don't give it back and say that, oh, because I've given it back, there's, there's, there's no problem. We should be careful with that. Okay. All right. Well, let me give you another story. Uh, <laughs> on uh, page eight of the same <coughs> newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, 1,525. 1,525 years passed out under Ye's Community Police Assistance Model. Okay. I'm reading this story because of something. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Just about 1,525 community police assistants yesterday passed out at the Ghana Police Training School at Tesano mm-hmm. following one week <laughs> of <laughs> intensive <laughs> training. <laughs> the CPAs who were selected from the Western, Central and Greater Accra regions formed the initial batch of 15,000 CPAs who are expected to be recruited between now and January 2023. On which budget? <laughs> the commanding officer of the National Police Training School, Deputy Superintendent of Police, Amolesido Kanta, advised the recruits to be civil at all times in dealing with the police while protecting, while respecting and protecting human dignity. <laughs> so, he also stated that the trainees had been taken through community policing, okay. criminal investigation and preservation <laughs> of evidence, domestic violence, and several other subject areas in their week-long training. In one week, they learned all this? <laughs> Probably they are AI, artificial intelligence. They are smart guys. They are smart people. <laughs> all right. Just, just, just on the note of uh, okay. recruits and all of that, the health minister, Kwekwa Jimameno, and this story is on citynewsroom.com, has revealed an imminent bilateral agreement between the government of Ghana mm-hmm. and the British government to send Ghanaian trained nurses to the UK in exchange for financial considerations. I see. Mm. According to Mr. Jimameno, yeah, this would be similar to an already existing arrangement with the Barbados, where okay. he said Ghanaian nurses were excelling. Mm-hmm. The MP for Doma Central made this known on the floor of Parliament mm-hmm. during the 2023 budget debate yesterday. Okay, let me take you to the new crusading guide. There's a story on uh, page three. Um, government needs 68 million US dollars in addition uh, to what it has already expended on the Saglemi project in order to complete it. Mm-hmm. And the story says that the Saglemi affordable housing project requires an, an investment of approximately um, 68 million US dollars to complete. Now, this would enable the project to take care of other essential on site infrastructure works like waste holding base. Uh, treatment plant, development of socio-economic and civic infrastructure, basic school clinic, shops, etc. Now, information indicates that it is only through these investments that the housing units in Saglami can be habitable and self-sustaining, considering its location. Now, the Saglami Affordable Housing Project was initiated in 2012 for the de- delivery of 5,000 housing units at a total cost of $200 billion. Is that billion or million? Because, is it? No. Okay, so how many zeros here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. That's billion. Billion. 200 billion? No. Aye. It can't be. No, anyway, maybe my yeah, eyes are, No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm misreading the people. <laughs> they, they, they say that, Charlie, that it's $68 million. Uh-huh. Two, yeah, that's 200 billion. No, 200 million. 
It's 200 million. million. Yes, it's 200 million dollars. And let me, let me take you to graphic business <laughs> on page 21. The Ministry of Food and Agri is in the news, and they say they are assessing the impact of their food market intervention. Okay. So the story set by Benjamin Honam Glover says that the ministry has started collecting data to enable it to measure the impact of the PFG food market intervention. That, the ministry explained, would help them identify gaps and develop recommendations to improve on the intervention and scale it up to other urban areas outside the greater Accra region. Okay. Um, if you go to the business analyst, there's an interesting story. Refreshing one. Ghanaian wins 2022 Young Woman Engineer of the Year in the UK. And the story says a Ghanaian, Mrs. Dr. Ama Frimpong, has won the Young Woman Engineer Award for the year 2022 in the UK. Now, the IET's Young Woman Engineer of the Year Awards are prestigious engineering industry awards that celebrate women working in modern engineering now the awards aim to help change the perception that engineering is predominantly a career for men by banishing outdated engineering stereotypes of hard hats and dirty overalls this is what we should be celebrating not the ones who are shaking all kinds of things on social media uh, which you know which make the headlines and then finally from my side uh, let me Take, give you some World Cup news on the back page of the Daily Guide. Uh-huh. They have a story from Kofiuzo Dionum on why Coach Otado resigned. And okay. then Portugal to now blast Ronaldo for sub reaction. Apparently, Ronaldo has not been behaving well. Okay, and then yeah. France coach Barnes <laughs> Duari, uh, Jules Kunde, yeah, was seen wearing Jules a full Kunde. goal chain. And according to the coach, this uh-huh. is he says, he, Kunde, mm-hmm. shouldn't have started the game with that on. I don't know what he has on the necklace, okay. but I know he's superstitious, oh. and he wears it at training too. From the squad that we are told, you know, some Oba, uh, what do you call it, Mbappe has been targeted by Pogba and all that. That is that day that he shouldn't have worn it. I Is the sports minister back in town? I don't know. We, we have, have to, to look for him. Yeah. Because we have a long list of questions for him. We have plenty yeah. questions anyway, to ask him. Samuel Sekufo too says we shouldn't blame anybody. So who should we blame? He says we shouldn't point fingers. Well, what does that mean? Uh-huh. No, no, no. We, we, have have anybody. we are looking for the source minister. That is all. Yes, we should find solutions. Solution. But if you don't blame, you don't find the people but responsible, you, how do I'm you... I'm only telling you what Samuel is Okay, yeah, right. So in finding the solution, we are looking for the source yeah, minister. Right, okay, right. you will find it. Is it back yet? I will find out. <laughs> I don't know if they will come. But I trust they will come today. But what, so they will come back to Ghana or what? No, some of the players are. They have already left. I'll give you more. Yesterday, why was at the airport too? Charlie, nobody meet up. Oh, oh, our handsome boy, Tere. Yeah, he oh, took, he took some small Uber B and then went and to then buy himself. Oh, no, no, that's yeah, not cool. Oh, At least, you know, Charlie, they are Yeah, they yeah. have come back. All right, to guys, to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> thank you, Godfred. Coming up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Coming up next is the City Business News, brought to us by Access Bank. 
and Access Bank is partnering Graphic Communications to bring you the SME Fair 2022 happening this week. Actually, uh, 10 a.m. each day, Thursday, 8th and Friday, 9th December at the AMA Gardens. Come and see all kinds of products from a wide array of areas. And get them at um, heavily discounted prices. Call 0800-004400 for more info. Access Bank more than banking. And the City Business News is also brought to us by Enterprise Life, MTN and Goyle. Alright, let's get into the news. Natalie Nete is here. She has all the latest. And welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Access Bank, More Than Banking and Powered, by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajahu. Coming up, domestic debt exchange program would bring frustration on investors. This is according to former chairman of Parliament's Finance Committee, Dr. Mark Isibeyeboa, and Association of Ghana Industries advocates the use of post-production taxation to cushion businesses in the country. Let's settle for the details now. Former Chairman of Parliament's Finance Committee, Dr. Mark Isibeyeboa, has noted that the domestic debt exchange program will further deepen the frustration investors are currently going through. Finance Minister Ken Furiata on Sunday announced that domestic bonds from the beginning of this month will, ex- will be exchanged for a set of four new bonds maturing in 2017, 2029, 2032 and 2037. Speaking to City Business News, Dr. Mark Isibeyeboa noted that the current arrangement was a softer approach adopted by government compared to other options available to it. So in a debt restructuring exercise, there is the domestic and then there is the external debt. Now, the information we have gathered so far is on the restructuring of the domestic debt. And I would even say that government, uh, the exercise has not been deep enough because from what we are hearing, individual bond holders are excluded. There are no haircuts on the principal assets were, and there have been some concessions, if you like. So I think this is the softer way to go, if you like. He called on government to further engage with stakeholders in order to get their buy-in amid the debt restructuring program. I don't know the level of engagement that have gone on, but if uh, this has been done well, you wouldn't see opposition coming from labor unions and the minority and the rest. But it's not too late because uh, having announced, and this announcement had to come because you have to conclude the IMF staff level agreement. So having announced this, I would think the time is right for us to engage religious bodies, everybody involved, because this is a Ghana thing. So we can't go this alone. It's a Ghana thing. Whoever becomes president in 2025, we have to continue with this. And so we should all uh, get to I don't know the level of consultations or engagements that have gone on, but I would uh, certainly advise that if we haven't done so, uh, uh, it's better late than never. 
that was a former member of parliament for New Durban South and former chairman of parliament's finance committee, Dr. Mark Isibiyebua. Meanwhile, Deputy Finance Minister John Kuma has assured that the markets will return to profitability after implementing the tough debt exchange program. There's a difference between groups' investment and individual investment. Treating them are not the same. The one thing, too, has to be clear that uh, anytime we invest, there are two possibilities. You invest for a gain. Sometimes, even though it's unanticipated, you can invest to lose. And currently, the market is returning negative uh, returns on the, uh, on the rare values of, of their gains or their principles. So all that government is seeking to do is to help restore the market to sustainable levels where we can all be sure of uh, long-term profitability to all investors. In the long term, yes, it's painful. We are going to lose some benefits that we anticipated to get out of the investment. In the short term, we may lose something. But in the long term, all these gains will be restored and then we can all be back to enjoying the uh, opportunities in the, in, the, in the bond space. John Kumar is a deputy finance minister. The Association of Ghana Industries is calling on governments to move from pre-production taxation to post-production taxation as part of efforts to boost industrialization. According to the president of the association, Humphrey Eyimdake, the move will not only help enhance growth in the production sector, but also help that government generates more revenue through production taxation. He noted that this initiative will help cushion businesses in these harsh economic times. He's been speaking on the issue. AGI has also requested a waiver of import duties on imported raw materials as part of the measures to enhance local production. And we are hoping that this will be implemented alongside the reversal of the benchmark discount value. The conversion of our standard rate VAT to a straight levy regime continues to be a disincentive to local manufacturing. AGI is urging the Ministry of Finance to reconsider this tax regime and its potential impact on local industries. Our advocacy has been pre-production tax impose serious constraints of cash flow on manufacturing. And AGI therefore proposes a post-production tax to offer some relief to manufacturers. For the Ministry of Finance to do this we believe they need to deploy technology that is traceable to every producer so they can structure their engagement and rake in the necessary fund revenue for government. That was the president of the Association of Ghana Industries, Humphrey Ayim Dake. Meanwhile, the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the Association is admonishing the central bank to review its strategy of an upward adjustment in the policy rate as a measure to check inflation. He's of the opinion that the approach has over the period failed to address the challenge with inflation, currently standing at over 40% despite consistent highs in the policy rate. AGI is extremely concerned about a continuous increase of policy rates as a measure for dealing with inflation. This trend has been continuing for the past couple of months, if not years, and we believe that it's not yielding the desired result. And so the central bank should discontinue that approach of using increasing policy rates as a mechanism for dealing with inflation. Because as it is now, everybody knows 
that in spite of the increases we've seen in policy rate, inflation rate is still going up. So we can continue to solve a problem that is not being solved with a measure that is not achieving the result we desire. So we are just appealing to central bank to consider the plight of the private sector and know that the more they increase, the more they crowd out private sector, the more we are unable to buy the loans that uh, we need to be able to expand our, uh, our production. So our appeal really goes to the central bank to really stop the increase in the policy rate, but at the same time reduce it for loans to be cheaper for, for our industries to, to flourish. That was the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries, Chunam Akpelu. The Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana says the ban on the exportation of grains is having an impact on the activities of investors within the sector. According to the Chamber, the universal ban by governments would deprive these off-takers of their investments and farmers the needed support. Speaking to City Business News lead agribusiness consultant with the Chamber, Koju Ahiapa, urged government to give exemptions to legitimate investors in the grains subsector. In as much as there's a ban that has been placed on the grain as a commodity, unfortunately, uh, the ministry itself who issued the ban have given permission to certain businesses and certain entities to be able to export grain out of the country uh, in contravention to their own ban. And if that is going to be the case, we do not think that government need to hold that generalist and universalist approach to banning export. Uh, we also have stakeholders and also members of our associations who are uptakers. In other words, they are financiers. They finance the production of this produce and then they finance it with the, with the hope of, of taking the product to pay off their investment. And then when you come out with such a wholesome ban, what is happening is that you are going to kill their investment and you are also going to stop assistance and support that these people, uh, these financiers and stakeholders could render to the farmers. Uh, government alone cannot do it all. And so we need such business and such investment to be protected. We are doing legal business. And so we think that the ban is not a ban in itself, but it's... That was a lead agribusiness consultant at the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana, Kuju Ahiapa. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 13 cities 11 pesos. The British pound also remained unchanged and is selling at 16 cities 1 peso. The euro gained 6 pesos and is selling at 13 cities 81 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 14 cities 75 pesos, the British pound at 17 cities 85 pesos, and the euro at 15 cities, 55 pesos. Let's now join Gideon Amunichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. Last week, the Ghanaian Treasury took up 2.75 billion Ghana cities out of total bids worth 2.77 billion Ghana cities submitted at the auction for the 91 day and 22 day bills. The accepted bids exceeded the auction target by 48% and maturing bills by 70%. The 91 day yield closed the auction 64 basis points higher to 36.18%, while one is two-day yield advanced by 35 basis points to 36.73%. Trading activity on the Ghanaian secondary bond market slowed down, with total market turnover amounting to 2 billion Ghana cities. The data bond bond index increased 0.05 week on week, narrowing the year-to-date loss to 22.09%. That was Gideon Amwenichi of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Access Bank More Than Banking, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajahu. Have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
7.14. Coming up next is kickoff. The latest from the world of sport brought to us by Lecheho. And their branches are open so you can go and update your records with your Ghana card. Remember that the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. Send a WhatsApp message to 0574 065958 or 0302 208333. Let's hear let's improve lives. Benjamin Nketiah is back in the jurisdiction, fresh from Doha, with a box full of goodies. Probably thinks we won't ask him what he brought. He lied. We'll ask him, but he's going to enjoy the goodies in Qatar. <laughs> oh. oh, let's get into kickoff. Benjamin in Qatar is here. Kickoff is proudly brought to us by Lecheho. In the headlines, FIFA opened disciplinary procedure against Uruguay over their conduct following their final game of Group H with Ghana. Brazil and Croatia threw to the quarterfinals of the World Cup and in the NBA, there were wins for the Mavericks, the Thunder and the Clippers. Let's get to the World Cup and let's begin with action from last night. And let's uh, get to this one. Five-time World Champions Brazil, they were in splendid form uh, last night as they beat South Korea by four goals to one in their round of 16 tie in the 2002 FIFA World Cup. Now, the Brazilians, were uh, they opened the score in the seventh minute through Vinicius Jr. and then went on to add three more goals from Neymar, Richarlison and Lucas Paqueta before the first half ended. Now, let's get to some reaction from that particular game. Uh, they will face Croatia in the last eight of the tournament after the Croats beat Japan by three goals to one on penalties in their round of 16. Maya Yoshida plays for Japan and he has been reacting following their defeat to Brazil. We did everything that we can do. We could do. We're a great team. Uh, we showed a great uh, spirit, performance through the tournament. We took uh, Germany, Spain at the play until extra time against uh, the finalists uh, for previous World Cup. I'm very proud of my team. I'm proud of my teammates, even the people in the stadium, people watching on TV all around the world. I'd like to thank you to all, but very difficult accept. So you heard Maya Yoshida speaking there. Let's now get to the camp of South Korea, who were thumbed by four goals to one uh, by Brazil. Let's get to the um, reaction. Let's hear from Son Hyung-Ming. He is captain of South Korea. No, we gave everything. Don't don't blame us like this. So I think you know it's a Brazilian, it's a favorite that they look at the their players. If you if you give a one of the spaces, they they score. I'm so proud of what they done, and um, I don't want to blame uh, I don't want to blame uh, any any of our players because that uh, they gave it they gave everything. Look, I think um what I said before, I'm so proud that what they what they did. I think it's the first World Cup. It's not easy to play when especially young guys and came on and playing from the start. I think, uh, but they done great job for for our country i hope they they don't stop uh, to work and i hope the young guys are realize how important it is to play in the world cup so i mean i'm very proud i'm very happy that young guys did so amazing amazing job for the national team for the country 
So you heard Song Hyung-min, captain of South Korea there today. Morocco will face Spain or Portugal will come up against Switzerland in the final round of 16 ties. Let's get to the camp of Ghana's Black Stars and former Black Stars head coach Otoado has urged Ghanaians to throw their weight behind the current team. Ghana exited the 2022 World Cup in Qatar in the group stage after losing their final game to Uruguay, much to the disappointment of many. Now Otoado, uh, who has left his coaching role with Ghana, believes the team has enough quality and is convinced they will do very well in future tournaments. I'm very, very thankful to have worked with such a good and also um, group which is always willing to learn to improve themselves. Thank you to the players, thank you to the staff, thank you to the technical team, thank you to the board members who always supported us. And like I said, this is football, the ugly side of football, um, but if it's not where we wanted to, to go, it's definitely not the end. If we're not right now there where we wanted to go, and we wanted more, even though we, we made it and we wanted more, it's not the end. We have a young and talented group and which needs support from every one of us, even in bad times. And I can just underline that the group is very, very good and we need the support of all Indians. Former Black Stars head coach Otoado speaking there. Meanwhile, Black Stars attacking midfielder Mohamed Kudus says Ghana will learn from its mistakes at the World Cup. Almost 90% of the guys is our first World Cup and I think it's a big lesson for, for myself and a lot of the guys and I know this this will really make us tough and, and help our, our progress and lesson ahead. I'm very disappointing um, but we stick together as a team and then look forward for what lies ahead. There's been a lot of lessons in this in this tournament um, but the feeling now is a big disappointment but yeah, we look forward to what lies ahead. Mohamed Kudus plays for Ghana's Black Stars and Ajax Football Club. Still with the Black Stars, former defender Samuel Osekufo has asked Ghanaians to stop blaming certain players for the country's below-par performance at the tournament. Baba Rahman, Andre Ayu and Jordan Ayu, among a few others, have come under lots of criticism for playing various parts in Ghana's early exit from Qatar 2022. Our plea, please, we shouldn't even point fingers on each and every player or whoever did something wrong. I will still insist we should find a solution to our problems than to point fingers. It will not help. We all know that we want to go far. It's good for all of us when Ghana goes high. But I will still plead we should just take it easy with these young players that we call them. I can take the pressure. It's not everybody that can take the pressure. When I was playing, I hear everything in Germany, whatever critics here and there, I don't care. But know everybody who has that heart. These are the young ones. So please, let's just hold them into the highest team. Former Ghana defender Samuel Oseko for speaking there. Let's move on to some other news. And FIFA has opened disciplinary procedures against Uruguay's Football Association and four players over their conduct at the end of their final World Cup group game against Ghana. Uruguay beat Ghana by two goals to nil, but went on uh, went out of goal scored, finishing third behind South Korea in Group H. Now Uruguay's players reacted furiously at full time, confronting the referee and appearing to manhandle an assistant after they failed to award a penalty. 
penalty after a coming together between Darwin Nunez and Ali Duseidu. Now Jose Maria Jimenez, Edinson Cavani, Fernando Muslera and Diego Golden all face potential punishments for breaches of FIFA's code relating to offensive behavior and misconduct. The Uruguayan FA faces action for the same breaches of the code as well as um, another relating to discrimination. So that's what's going on with the World Cup. Let's get to some uh, more World Cup news and England winger Bukayo Saka has rejected the notion that he can be the next Kylian Mbappe as England prepare to take on France in the World Cup's quarterfinals this weekend. After beating Senegal by three goals to nil over the weekend, England's next challenge is against the reigning world champion spearheaded by talisman Mbappe in attack. Now, four years ago at the World Cup in Russia, Mbappe was just 19 years old when he helped France uh, to win the title, winning the FIFA Young Player of the Tournament for his four goals scored. When Saka was asked if he feels like he's having a similar tournament to the France uh, four, four years ago, the 21-year-old had this to say. I think there's only one Kylian Mbappe and at the same time there's only one me. You know, I just want to be myself and help my team in the best way I can. You know, there's a lot of young players in this tournament. I can name so many and even in our team, you know, there's another... Um, young player alongside us doing unbelievable, unbelievably well in Jude Bellingham as well. So I'm just happy that we're we're all here. We're all doing well. Our priority is to try and win the tournament rather than be the um, player of the tournament or young player of the tournament, like you said. So you had England winger Bukayo Saka speaking there. To some other news, and Poland captain Robert Lewandowski has refused to confirm if he has played his last ever game at the World Cup following his size 3-1 defeat to France on Sunday in the last 16. Lewandowski scored a late consolation from the penalty spot for a Poland side who were outclassed by the French attack in Doha. The Barcelona striker will be almost 38 by the time the next World Cup comes around in North America in 2026, but he says um, issues beyond his physical condition will determine whether he will be able to play or not. So that's what's going on as far as the World Cup is concerned. Let's finish off with some NBA. The Phoenix Suns were up against the Dallas Mavericks, an old enemy, the Dallas Mavericks, winning this one easily, 130 to 111. The Clippers won by one possession against the Hornets. The Bucks were up against the Orlando Magic. The Bucks winning on the road 109-102. The OKC Thunder also won on the road against the Atlanta Hawks. The Boston Celtics continue to be impressive, beating the Raptors on the road and then the Sixers losing uh, to the Rockets. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies were up against the Heat. They won that one 101-93. The Golden State Warriors lost at home this time to the Indiana Pacers. 112-104 is how that game ended. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Le Sheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. Trust the process. The biggest things often start small. No matter where you are now, the most important decision you will make today is knowing where you'll be tomorrow. All you have to do is take the next step. Believe in your journey and go with passion. Because when you go with passion, you go big. You explore the possibilities. You create the tomorrow of your dreams. So come along and let's go big with our passion. Apply for a loan now and power your ambitions. Get plugged in. Let's go big. Power by Lesejo. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Friday, Jabolo, all night, Saturday, night, our club with you. Yalia, Martin, Zeman, Shock, and Ugu Cap with you. And the shaping out the Bible, the band of Gophosi, Dallaso, the snap in the bay. It's the guest in our new chapel, Wakwano, Gabosha, one house on a club in Wabay. It's in Amesoma, and a yellow sumia, Miss Aunia, Ladies, I was a woman, Amesoma, and a yellow sumia, Majohova, full of banning. This is the City Breakfast Show, 7-9-9-8-6-9-9-6. few birthday messages coming in. This one says, my Dion, my, um, my gem, you are a wonderful soul, kind-hearted, gentle, ever-loving. I thank God for your life. And I thank him for ushering you to the fourth floor where to set life begins. Thanks for making me a part of this journey. I celebrate you, your first son, Jasper. So that's the message that's coming. This one says, please wish Mrs. Claire Asigui Sabla a happy birthday from Reverend Wale Adeoye Famosa of uh, Primus Advertising. Wale, Wale. <laughs> I wish her many happy returns of today as she celebrates the big fourth welcome to the fourth floor madam may mm. god continue to bless her with good health and a sound mind in jesus mighty name amen mm. this one says happy birthday to the party prefect gifty and sabah poly of mount olivet methodist church in dansoman that's coming from nana arba Ar- nana arba arthur 
All right, this one. Um, <clears throat> okay, it says, please wish my wife, my best friend, and my business partner, my one true love, Ruth Isaba Kofi, happy birthday. Mm. She's the best wife and mother from our lovely daughters in Kunim and Nyam Dromo and I, Ma mm. Kofi. Have you done the Latemingo mm. one? No, 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 no. So this one is from uh, a lady. It says, Ben, please wish my husband, Mr. Emmanuel Latemingo, a wonderful birthday. May the Lord keep you and make his face shine upon you. May he give, satisfy your soul with long life and prosperity from Mrs. Monica Kwanza Mingle and the children. Sky, mm. so um, this one that I read, uh, mm. Ruth Sabakofi, mm. the, the, somebody says, okay, the last bit says her wishes for Richie Sky to give her a special laugh. <laughs> yeah, that be the whole matter. Yeah. Uh, this one says, "Can you wish um, Mr. Abdul Majid Rufai, mm-hmm. Senior Manager, yeah, uh, Fintech Commercial MML, yes please, uh, belated birthday, yes That's... please, yes please, yes please, Rufai, yeah, Rufai Abdul Majid, mm-hmm. oh my God." MTN Momo. Yes. The Momo the former, former school captain. Is that big? Nah, the Momo the people. Nah, yeah. Well, what do I say? You see, you see your life. You could have been there. <laughs> you are here selling Momo. <laughs> see your life. Uh, this one. Now you play football. Hey! <laughs> see your life. You know, now you the Momo. Our parents didn't know. If they knew, if they knew, if they knew what you could have been, yeah, like small spot, I say, look at your stomach, look at you. You used to be one of the best footballers ever. ever. So you are selling Momo. I want your friend. This was a happy birthday. And the funny thing, he has daughters too. Ah, <laughs> <it's slow. laughs> so happy birthday. The talent has just been wasted. <laughs> I read it to Esther AJ of Snit Head Office. <laughs> she trained them. May God continue to bless it. That's a message from Ninoy. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, I please wish my father, Samuel Brahma, a happy 60th birthday. Coming in from your daughter, Eunice Atuba. And of course, those who know you and love you, Mr. Samuel Brahma, enjoy your 68th and may you prosper beyond redemption may mm. you prosper beyond redemption <laughs> mm, be if you want to see sky laugh come to the situation <laughs> brutal <laughs> or record his laughter and put it on the mic thank you <laughs> but you know that you can use your laughter to to make money Tell me because apart from Atongo, I think you have the best laughter <laughs> really? no, no, no. I mean, Atongo used to laugh and people would just pay money <laughs> oh yeah! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, just laugh for the people. <laughs> call the uh, you know, you laugh in capital letters. <laughs> people say I don't get problem. No, but you don't get problem. A whole lawyer, ambassador, plenipotentiary, ah, you're a big man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, situation, 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 situation. What is happening on the? the you know, day? the way the Christmas is hot, you know. Charlie. Somebody said he wants them to postpone the Christmas Small. from so. T- from 24th, then we we'll move to 1st January. January, finish. So, 2022, no, it ends on 24th. Then from there, we move January. Yeah, so the, the, the only day you have is 24th. 24th. Because we don't have money for Christmas and the rest. Mm-hmm. So, let's do 24th. 24th. Uh-huh. When we finish that one, then we move to New York. So it's, a hap- it's happening on the 24th December. Uh-huh. La Femme mm-hmm. Royal Beach Hotel. Thank you. Uh-huh. 8 p.m. Yes. You have to wear white. All white. No, not off white. 
it's white white proper white mm, white you know i had a friend who's doing a funeral and they're supposed to say they, they've bought black so they are coming with their black <laughs> and i said no the man say the man in father grow where he dies will be white did they wear yes, where yes. they're to say no we saw the black where the black before where am ah so i said so it makes so this one we are talking white don't come and wear black and white like no, no don't wear uh no wear white it should be white yes white not the one which has gone <laughs> no, if I put if you like put parasol on it, if they say it, 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 I cannot go on, you see. Mm-hmm. If they say the thing gone, the quite, so if I use blue, gone, take soak out, uh-huh. make it clear proper. If you still use blue, <laughs> oh, yeah, blue thing in the <laughs> What is the science behind blue? People ah. use it on their cars, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, people have been putting blue on their white cars. So if your if your white jeans is gone, soak it in blue. Yeah, blue, they give a proper. They balance. If you soak it in too much. Blue too. <laughs> you know, you know, we want it. We want it pure white. Okay. <laughs> then, you know the, the white part that I like is white shoe. You, white know? Shoe. When, you know when you get like Kambu which is white. Yeah, for you. you can only wear it once. <laughs> you believe it's a part of a crown. <laughs> that white. That be what the Montongale. You don't wear it. You don't. You don't wear it from home. You keep it in your bag. When you get to the office, you wear it because it's too white. But because the road is dirty. <laughs> so. Put out your white shoe. Uh-huh. Just put it on top of the chair. Thank you. And then your white jeans and your white top. Uh-huh. And then 24th. Uh-huh. Come and see. Come and see something. Yes. Yes. Now, yes. We are, there, are, there are two things involved. Mm-hmm. One is called Aquaboy. Uh-huh. And the other one is called what? There are only two things involved. You know, in life, there are only two things. Yes. You're either a man or a woman. Thank you. If you're a man, you're safe. So, there are only two things involved. You know, it's either player or it's aqua boy. Aqua boy. There are three actually. Okay, the, 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 the chin chin band. Oh, but the chin chin band, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are supporting everybody. They are supporting everybody. Winner stay. Uh-huh. So there are, there are two things involved. Uh-huh. And the phone numbers too, there are two. Uh-huh. So the phone numbers are also two. Uh-huh. So it's either 0205-973-973 or 055-973-973. So it's 0558 So there are only two issues. Thank you. It's either 0205 mm-hmm. or 0558 mm-hmm. because the rest is 973 mm-hmm. 973. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So let's hear uh, prior small to just uh-huh. remind people just of what to, we are saying. Yeah. Yeah. W- w- what they are capable of. Yes, what they have you. done in the past <laughs> and you. what they promised to do. <laughs> hey, my God. Yes, indeed. So we'll be hearing a, this and a lot more. So the, the whole thing is that it's a fight, it's a party. Yeah, yeah, baby. The, 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 and there are there are different issues. Mm-hmm. There's the platinum. Thank you for the big boys. Mm-hmm. There's the diamond. <laughs> the, 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 the big, 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 big boys. For the semi big boys. Yeah, okay. we, we, you know, we, we are the big boys. Yeah, yeah the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the gold. 
Yeah. We should give Katie Amon an award, by the way. Thank you. For for parliamentary service. <laughs> there's the gold, yes. which is the third level. That's right. Then there's the silver. Mm-hmm. Now, you need to book a seat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like in you advance. can't just walk and say, I've come. Book yes. no, you, you have to book a table. In advance. Uh-huh. So when you can look at your number and say, you sit down here. <laughs> yes. And you can decide what you want to uh-huh. eat. Small chops, pork, uh-huh. yam, drink, whatever. Thank you. The so key thing table is... Comes with differences yes so there are tables based on your size based on your pocket based on your eating capacity based on your equipment uh-huh. <laughs> so the important you, you, you have to book the thing so that when you come you can walk gently it's not going to queue and run and say no 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 Mm-mm. you can come at whatever time you want mm-hmm. zero five five eight nine seven three nine seven three and then the other one is zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three call and book particularly for those who have relatives coming from different parts you don't know they say Charlie we are coming you know when they come it's like the whole Christmas everything they want to do something and they have money to burn and they think that they Charlie they they just want to they just want to enjoy themselves now add add situation to the itinerary and tell them that this one they should just bring white when they are coming that's all but they should buy one for you the kambu they are bringing to bring one <laughs> That's all. Now, is it uh, on, on this note? I have a friend who is, who, is, who is back from the UK. He didn't bring anything. Uh, no, no, he's brought something. What did he bring? His name is Agajagozi Spakolo. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do a name like this? Agajagozi Spakolo. Spakolo. No, Uncle Ken. How did he get a visa? <laughs> Agajagozi Spakolo. Thank you. When did he come? No, he came back like three days ago. He's in town. Yes. And certainly, certainly. Yes. He's coming to situation. You know, we, we have to with white sneakers. We, we, Powerful. We have to do a special program for the people who come who come from Abroad. Yeah. Uh, they, they they bring a lot of dollars. Pounds. Pounds. you are coming. Bring don't don't melt it to see this. Bring the dollar. Yeah, bring Please. Put the legally allowable number of dollars in your pocket, then come. Yeah. Don't say we, we, we don't no, no, we, 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 we know what to do. We know what to do. We will go home to our yes. home. Somebody says mango, sugarcane, and palm should be added to the menu. <laughs> I mean, there are many local juices that you can get, so I don't know. Maybe they will have a table for. But the person, the person who refers to sugarcane <laughs> and palm <laughs> juices are not your kind of juices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have sugarcane and palm juice? Is it, it, it pan wine? This one is the key. <laughs> is it, they are mixing. Is it the one they? Is the one? Local so, uh-huh, so there's one known as focus. <laughs> yeah, so you get fufunga. I went to a friend's house and he did, he did sugar cane juice for you. Something. It was really nice. Yeah, no 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 you see the you see palm wine is the fresh angle but when you convert it into a different degree of things, Alaska yeah. just likes sweet things. <laughs> people want to people want to mirror their face. <laughs> the, the, the thing is that <laughs> the good thing is that you call, you inquire, Thank you. you discuss your preferences <laughs> to the extent allowable, <laughs> to the extent possible. <laughs> we we'll make some whatever. That's why you have to book the thing. Yeah, just book the thing. Or you can carry your own sugar cane. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just your pocket because there will be things. 
so what they call who, who are they talking to you know there's this no when you call you you hear a lovely lady's uh, voice it's called madeline madeline yes it's called madeline wepia yes if wepia doesn't pick then his name is echo okay those are the two people i think there are two things involved is that madeline or echo if it is echo you have it all right. So that's the situation uh, out of party. So, so and I think that we will be there. We will, we, we will wear white, white and start at the back. <laughs> Thank you. Be greeting people. Yeah, we will just start at the back and yeah, be greeting people. Yeah. Thank you. So when you can, you meet us there. Thank you. Thank Direct you. your affairs. Yeah, so please, it's called situation. Thank and you. it starts with C. Yeah. yeah, start with start. Yeah. yeah, and we are serving notice to those of you who are coming to Ghana next week. And mm-hmm. please bring Agba Makanu. Agba, whatever you like, too. You know Agba Makanu. <laughs> <laughs> what is Agba Makanu? You know Agba Makanu is. I don't have to like when you are, when somebody travel like when you, like when my mother travels to the village, she has to bring something. Uh-huh. So usually when she goes to the voter, she brings a bolo uh-huh. and one man thousand. Thank you. If she travels and she doesn't bring the problem, they something, have. Means the How can you travel? <laughs> It better I didn't travel. <laughs> I tried that fast, they beat me here. <laughs> you got angry that they didn't bring you something. <laughs> well, I said, I don't go here, they tell. For me, say, Charlie, keep quiet. Yeah. <laughs> when you travel, say, what did you bring us? They don't want to know how you, what did you bring to us? <laughs> so please, when you are coming, what are the new gifts they are bringing from abroad these days? Oh, Charlie, these days, you know, chocolate is uh, one of the things that people like bringing. No, we don't want chocolate. You don't want chocolate. <laughs> yes, how can you travel to Abroad and bring chocolate? <laughs> yes, you. We make wild. If you buy chocolate from any country and bring to Ghana, it <laughs> means you are not, you are part of our economic you problems. Are, okay, so what should they bring? Afokpa. IPhone, iPhone. Things we don't do in Ghana. How can you go to Switzerland and go and buy chocolate that we should eat in Ghana? Bring proper something, you know. Bring bring iWatch or the the Samsung equivalent. Thank you. iPhone or Samsung tablet for the children to do their work. Headset or some kambu. You know, you know play do. The kids like play do. They play and they do those things. Bring those nice things. Uh-huh. In the past, it used to be Walkman. But yeah. Walkman time the passed. The first time my brother went abroad, I wanted a Walkman. <laughs> Walkman, yeah, then, Walkman. Were then, the then there was something called Discman. Discman, Discman yeah. yeah. I wanted a Discman <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Discman. <laughs> that business has been gone obsolete. This is compact this, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes game, game, game. Nintendo. If you don't have Nintendo, it means you are not that about. Challenge. So sometimes when the, your friends they come to school, they are playing Nintendo. 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 Now embrace the freedom our forefathers paid the ultimate price for the freedom to determine our destiny. Z pays MoneyGram to wallet gives you the freedom to choose when and where we should bring your money to you. Dial star two seven zero has to register. Chop make a chop be empowered. Now this season GTP is giving you five percent discount when you make a bulk purchase of fifty or more fabrics for your organizations, church, employees or clubs. Call Beatrice on zero two zero four three eight nine six zero five to enjoy your deal today and while your stay holders shop now to start saving gtp lifestyle
Meanwhile, you can make life simple on the go. Pay the easy way with a Zenith card online or in store. That means you can either pay when you buy online or you can pay in the shop with the card. Now, you can pay for your Facebook ads. You can pay for Netflix. I know you have Netflix. Yes. For iTunes. Thank you. Amazon, uh-huh. subscription, uh-huh. online shopping, uh-huh. all the nice, nice things you want in life. Now, it gives you the chance to enjoy discounts, uh-huh. experience safe, secure, and convenient card transactions, and so much more. So, when you think payments, think Zenith. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Now, your favorite Verna water has become a basic staple to many Ghanaians. It's the number one water brand in Ghana today. Now, the soil reputation of Verna was further amplified by the Ghana Medical Association during a facility tour by the executives. President of GMA, Frank Sribo, said that Verna water ranks among the best and safest bottled water on the market. Mm. Now, Verna water is a multiple award-winning brand. Thank you. Certified by ISO. Mm-hmm. Do you know ISO? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hazard Analysis. Oh, not a footballer. Okay. This is Hazard <laughs> Analysis. Yeah, yeah. And critical control point, also known as HACCP. Thank you. Verna water is approved and acknowledged by the FDA and the GSA. Mm-mm. Verna water is produced by Twelium mm. Industrial Company Limited, mm. the pride of the Ghana beverage industry. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, Ugo Flip is here to make your home ownership journey more realistic, more fun, and more affordable. Now, we are real estate est- we are a real estate gaming company. We reward houses as prizes. Oh. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> In three easy steps. Log on to www.ugoflip.com. Mm-hmm. Register with phone number or email address. Buy as many tickets as possible. Now, you can win a house at Pram Pram hey. or weekly game prizes or one of our many consolation prizes. Now, what makes us unique is that even if you don't win the ultimate prize, mm-hmm. which is a house, mm-hmm. We reward you with a loyalty point equivalent to $3 per ticket. Wow. These points, when accumulated, may be used as a down payment towards mm-hmm. buying your next home. Oh, it's an innovative approach. Thank you. Thank you. Rising a property ladder. Uh-huh. That's the whole So story. that you will also be a landlord. That's the whole story. <laughs> In the meantime, Clement and Co are making application for alumni, you know, something. Alumni discount. No, they say they want a whole table. Alumni table. Yeah. For the whole alumni table. Thank you. So that they when they come, they wait for them. Are they coming with their families or they are coming as alumni? <laughs> well, you never know because you know, it's <laughs> so a combination mean, of so many uh, things. Abekosiga, those you. people, they want to come. Yeah, yeah, they just want to come and wedge it. As an alumnus? Yeah, they did that. For situation? Problem no day. Okay. Problem no. I, I will discuss it with the authorities. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, if you call, if you call the number, so have, we have added one more person to the uh-huh. phone number. Okay. So it's now three things. There are three things involved. Yeah. There's Priscilla too is on the phone. Uh-huh. Priscilla. Hey. Yes. So that one, Charlie. Priscilla International. I tell you. The great educationistic Priscilla. She's also on the phone. So when just because say, please, Aloski says I should call for tickets. How much is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. When you use that code, you get discount. Aloski says. When you use the name Aloski, can open doors. Aloski says for call. Yeah. So zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three. Or zero five five eight nine seven three. So I think that after yesterday's program and all the dead things, mm-hmm. I, I feel we, we want we need to clarify a few points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there are three interviews or voice clips that help to break things down. Mm-hmm. Yesterday Theo Champon was on uh, point of view with Salom. 
He did a really good job in his analysis. Dear Champo, you know, I like how some of our public intellectuals are helping when it comes to energy, finance, and economics. So Theo was on the point of view. Toma Emiri was on the point of view. And Abuna Osiasa was on the point of view. Then we also had some artists. Now, when we were ending the show yesterday, some artists was uh, directed by the Minister of Finance to answer all the questions. And in yeah. fact, the points that were being raised here about who an individual investor was and all of that, mm-hmm. he raised it there. P- some answered those questions. So I feel if you can yeah, listen to him. some Akes' uh-huh. explanation, then we'll listen to Theo and if possible, Thoma, then it will give you a more rounded view of this debt matter. exchange matter. So Nathan, who do we have first? Well, we have um, Akes. Sam Akes. Sam Dankwa Sam Dankwa Akes. Akes. He's, the He's the Chief Economics Officer and Director of Treasury and debt, debt, and treasury. debt and treasury um at the I, i'll tell you something ministry. about some later mm. i'll tell you something about some later don't tell me he went to presec no no, no he didn't he didn't i don't know uh, what no what, what, it's more to do with the class he graduated in the le- economics class and the police produced in ghana mm. i've never seen such a thing before that class is crazy eh? i i, I mean how do you call it it's per capita uh, that class that, econo- that, that economic <laughs> i don't know what professor brown could did that year Everybody was in there. Maxwell Opoku Afari, mm-hmm. Deputy Governor. Governor. Uh, Sam Akest. Akest. Fifi Kwete. Mm-hmm. Ebenezer Asante. Uh, Johnson Esiama. Mm-hmm. Peter Kwote. Mm. Hey. They were all in that class. Wow. Peter Kwote. One class. Charlie. I had the same guy in Okay, there's a meaning careful. The list has some of the. Ebenezer Asante, MTN. Yes, I know. Fifi Kwete, NDC. NDC. Uh, Peter Kote Ise, Ise director. John Sinesiama, he used to be a YFM deputy, former deputy governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxwell Afari, um, deputy governor. governor. And then this man himself. Mm-hmm. Some, there are a few more, I, I forget the names. They are like, I don't know how. Yeah, they class there. Yeah, they are all doing something. <laughs> they are all, I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe that year he decided that he was going to teach them something. You know, there are teachers can decide some years that Charlie, this year, everybody will become something. No, but there are also years where teachers yeah, are also. More gifted, no, teachers are also lucky <laughs> to come across uh, a batch of students who are all gifted. Mm. We'll start with Toma. Yeah, let's yes, start with Toma. Yes. You, let's, let, let's start with Toma. Toma yeah, and me here. Mm. Um, he's a financial reporter yeah, with man. the Economy Times. He's I a big man. He's a big man. Toma, you know. Toma. So, so he, he also shared his thoughts on uh, yes, the please. government's oh, debt yes. exchange program. Yes, I knew it was going to happen. It was it was inevitable. It's been inevitable for years. In, in this form? Yes. I mean, look, I've said in this particular studio time and again that we'll be using the wrong measurement of our indebtedness by using debt to GDP as against um, revenues to debt servicing requirements. It was clear that eventually Ghana would run into trouble because the servicing of the debt was taking up too much of our revenues. Mm-hmm. And that is why now we're having to resort to this situation. It was inevitable. I've said again that it was like a Piram scheme, especially for the for the forex aspect of our domestic debt. We are taking money from Paul, a foreigner, and simply using borrowing a large amount from Peter to pay off Paul plus his interest. Then you now go to John and take off a big amount to cover um, pause money plus the interest it was like a piram scheme, and eventually we will run into trouble because we were taking off too much of our revenues were going into the debt servicing. So I mean, I've known for years they eventually will get to this stage. Mm. So it was so, inevitable. But you see, the thing is that you see, politicians being who they are, 
this entire problem didn't start from this government. Let's let's be fair about this. It started right from immediately after we got to hit peak completion point and we had a lot of debts written mm -hmm. off. We started going to the international markets. All right, and we now opened out CD denominated bond market to foreigners. We had we had a situation where we knew we were going to get to a stage where would not be able to do, our markets would be closed to us because we we're too indebted. But every, each government was like, I will take and please the electorate. It will not be on my watch that we'll get to this stage. Mm -hmm. That was that was the cynical approach every government took, including this current in, this incumbent administration. What went wrong with this incumbent administration was, and that's why they keep blaming COVID, 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 was that COVID now accelerated the process. They thought this problem would arise in the government after them. They had done their mass and calculated that this problem would arrive at the government after them. Then COVID accelerated the process and we got to the um, unsustainability level mm. before they left power. That was the fact that they thought they could hide part of the debt, you know, the, legal, the energy legacy debt, the financial reform debt, and not make it part of our, of our debt computations. Mm -hmm. But of course, with the IMF insisting that it was part, and I mean the 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 the, the how, I don't know uh, how and that, that push the debt to GDP ratio push to up. above hundred percent. Yes, 100%. and 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 with the IMF making it public that this was the real ratio. I mean, of course, the ratings agencies and co they would side with the IMF. Yes, because I mean, for the simple reason that no matter how how you classify your your certain aspects of your of your public debt. You can, call, can, you can call it a, a memorandum issue. You can call it whatever you want. The fact is that that aspect of the debt also has to be financed. So, so is it the? Of course, I know the IMF will want to see that your debt is sustainable before they, they, they step in for a program. Yeah. Will, will, will this be government's own initiative of, you know, cleaning its house ahead of the IMF, or this was dictated by the IMF? Will you know? It, it was government's, it was government, it, it had some project from the IMF, but it was basically this was government's own initiative. Mm -hmm. The IMF's position is that we cannot come in until your debt, until you have shown us that your debt is sustainable. So what government now did was come up with a program that would now make the debt sustainable, which is what they have done here. Now they can now come to the IMF and say, look, this is what we have done. Our debt is now sustainable. Mm -hmm. So please now let's talk. I see. All right, me here. Toma. Um, so it doesn't appear to me as if the domestic bond hold. So that was Toma Mihe. He was on the point of view with Selom Adunu last night. Giving his perspective and just bringing some context to all of this. Painting the picture of how we essentially got here. And why we are in this situation where the government is undertaking a debt exchange program. Debt exchange. I don't. Know. I mean, better tell me. They, is it? Is it just a name, or there? It's actually is a step the government can take. No, no. It's, it, the whole thing is called a debt restructuring, so you can call it a debt exchange because ah, we are exchanging old debt for new debt. So I it's a see. term you coin, but the, the the real name is a debt restructuring. I see. Some of which is domestic, which is what we are doing, mm -hmm. and there's a foreign one. So the debt exchange is the name they've given because the name. they are converting all. They are debt apart from T bills and the uh, individual uh, debts, like people who borrow directly from government, converting all that into four main instruments. So they are coming, you are exchanging 
giving you beauty for ashes. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an exchange program. It's an exchange program. It's not uh, an international exchange, but it's uh, a debt it's exchange. A debt exchange. Yeah. I see. I but see. for me, I think it's a, it's look, it's a, it's it's something that we we have to explain for people to know what it means, inevitably to affect you, you know. So we will have to just give people the angles. So before that, though, let's find out what's trending. Yep, tech and social media trends is here and mm-hmm. is brought to us by mm-hmm. Cow Bank. Cow Bank is saying that. Uh, it's the season to stay connected. Reactivate your Cow Bank account this holiday season to get more value. And you can visit their website cowbank.net or send an email customercare at cowbank.net or call them on 0800-500-500 to know more. Cow Bank for it together. Vodafone is also bringing up the segment and they are saying take your entertainment to the next level with this new exciting partnership between Vodafone and Samsung. So between now... And next February, just uh, go to any Samsung shop, pick up a Samsung Smart TV and get free Vodafone broadband installation. Also get up to four months free broadband data. Walk into into any Vodafone store or any Electroland outlet and upgrade your home entertainment today. Vodafone, feather together. Now, the quantum is here. It's time for tech and social media trends. Mr. Granting is here. He's, he's the person behind the, behind the trend. What trend? <laughs> Thank you, Lele, are you? Ah, yeah, it's in the trends. You start, you tweeted that. Yeah, it's in the trends. Why were you thanking Lele, are you? Oh. After Charlie? the first 36 minutes of Brazil. Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Ah, it's not a joke. My Lord, my God. It's not a joke. I just said how I wanted to go home. I'm telling you. <laughs> they couldn't go. They come to ask you. You know the, 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 the guy they do headings. It's like you are playing small balls. Do, do you know when I realized that it was a problem? When you are playing the knockout stage of a World Cup, you can afford to make a substitution. So of a goalkeeper. That brings your third choice goalkeeper. So that he can get a feel. Because this is the only opportunity you ever get. Brazil. They brought the third choice goalkeeper to come and get a feel of the game. the World Cup. Now everybody so is, they know, you know guess what like everybody, everybody, has everybody has played Brazil may they be knocked out in the next round I, I, I still think France will win anyway may they be knocked out in the next round France will defend their title <laughs> oh Brazil they, they are too good <laughs> we wait to see no they are too good they are too good and I think they took their leg off the break eh so you thank the day are you we thank him for what we thank him for saving us he said my people you are not prepared let's come back home let's regroup let's go back friend limpo they are giving you training first they are competitive game Seven first half. Oh, they, 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 so I like it to be nasty. Someone else is also in the trends. Hey, yeah, he went to boot somebody. When is he oh. boot? You understand? Yeah, boot who? He boot the guy outside the stadium. Oh, he I... was taking selfies with uh, Cameroonian fans, enjoying mm. himself. Yes. Then this Algerian YouTuber came to him with his camera. That what? Asking him how much he paid the referee in the qualifier. Oh, that he bribed the referee. Now they said that since that qualifier, the World Cup qualifier. Algerians, anytime they see him in public, they've been shouting cheetah. But what did he do? Oh, Charlie. But they scored a clean goal. So, Eto said, this one, they are It's okay. Let's settle the, the old way. <laughs> he boots the guy. First, he was doing somebody. He would do like he's coming in. 
Then you come and fatter, you come and fatter. Hold me, hold me, hold me. Hold me. Then you do like this guy, then hold me. And you say that no, this one. You know the worst one. When you are fatty, you want them to fatter. You are not fatty. That's the thing. The guy told you fatter. He was standing there, he was talking plenty. See no, the thing lad. No, ah, the boots of the guy they flow. Hey, now he was carrying his camera. He said, Oh, Edu. You mean America may balavu? That's a very difficult situation. You, you go and instigate the fight, thinking that they'll come and stop the fight. Look at my What is funny? That won't pattern here. What is funny? Hold me, hold me. They won't pattern. They are mayo. They they won't pattern. Who they? And then let me say a good morning to the member of parliament for you. <laughs> what did you do? Faru. There she says hi. That's the matter. That's the matter. That's the matter. Sit on the lock the door. That's the matter. Last man standing. You know. Hey. 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 <laughs> Let me do take you go. Um, Foxconn, the suppliers of mm-hmm. uh, Apple, yes, uh, mm-hmm. their revenue has gone down 11%. Okay. Yeah, so they are warning that. <laughs> if as a result of the Apple have warned that if you've ordered any iPhone 14, yeah, supply will delay. Hey. Yes, they said it's down to coronavirus like restrictions. Like and we'll keep it. I'm not affected. <laughs> I'll keep this until it, until it becomes challenging. <laughs> now, second social media trust brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Your messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. Now, do people still hear that dull uh, caller tone when they call you? 
just dial star one three five five hash and let them enjoy a very interesting call a ringtone when they call you only on mtn now life is complicated today on top tomorrow everything comes crashing down that's why you need a good backup plan to help you through all of that and over the years phoenix life and gua life have done that well now they've come together to form impact life insurance ghana and they are giving you great and reliable secure life cover We've got the EduPlan Micro Insurance Farewell Policy Pension Plan and Mortgage Protection. Call 0243-690-442 or 0243-690-443 today. Impact Life, no worries. It's the end of the year and planning has already started for the festivities. Your shopping list is long, but your cash is short. SG Ghana is here to sort you out. Just spend 500 cities or more when shopping for friends and loved ones and receive an attractive cashback reward. Call 302 for details. Promo ends on December 31, 2022. Remember, with Societe General Ghana, the future is you. Alright, let's get back to hearing some more voices, giving you more perspective on the government's announcement to undergo a debt exchange program. So we have from Tom Emilia, who's a business reporter. Let's hear from Sam Dankwa Arkest. He's the Chief Economics Officer and Director of Treasury and Debt Management Division at the Ministry of Finance. He was providing answers on the government's domestic debt exchange program at yesterday's press conference. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. And um, I would spend some bit of time to explain some of the um, issues that have been put on the table. And um, I think the, the, I will add on to the Honorable Minister, so I'll follow from the, the, the side that a lot of that. The market confidence can be measured scientifically. Um, as you can see, on 29th of November 2022, Moody's downgraded Ghana again. This year, we've had all the three major sovereign credit rating agencies downgrading Ghana. These three command more than 98% of the world's global ratings. And since 2003, this is the lowest level we've ever been. And that is a sign of the confidence of the market. Again, you can also look at the second indicator, um, something that the finance people call the spread. So the spread is just measuring all the available instruments for um, investors to, to fund and then picking the most safe of all of it, and then measure all the others to that. Now, when you cross a 1,000 basis point, then it's a sign of how the market see you as a risk. And at that point, we had reached almost about 3,000. Now, if that reaches three months, it's temporal. If it's six months, it's temporal. When it gets to one year, then it is becoming permanent. And that means we must do something about it to restore the confidence. So the question you asked can be explained from this nomenclature. And when you read the fine lines of their report, you will see that they mention in very subtle sense that if we turn the economic crisis out positively, you will see that upgrades will go up and that will show confidence moving up. So that would be a good measure for, for, for us all to have a look at. There was another question about the individual. The individual in this case is a natural person. All of us sitting here are individuals, so we are natural. I can see you, you can see me, you can talk, we can talk. So you're natural. And if you're registered in the CSD, 
So in the list that you have, the CSD has registry of everybody who has invested in government instruments. So if it's an individual, it is tagged as such. So it's easy to identify who an individual is. But I think our colleague raised a concern as to what happens to a mutual fund, meaning if all of us here put our funds together into a pot, and then we express Madame to manage it for us into government instruments, some private instruments, real estate, or any other asset class, what happens to you, the individual, in that pot? In that case, you are talking about a collective scheme. You are talking about all of us together. But if all of us are together, there may be a reason why you may want to go out as an individual. But in that case, the registry is for all of us as a collective sense. The decision individual will take usually must be seen within the bigger context of why you are an investor and then what you want to do going forward. The details, as Honorable Minister mentioned, of classes of assets like that will be dealt with when the regulators come and have discussions with you. Um, so I think that answers the position of the, um, of, the, of the individual. Now, I think I heard a question on a haircut. Um, haircuts can come in three forms. Or it, it, it's in quotes, haircut. It's, it's, it's a simple name for restructuring or something like that, if you want to put it that way. But the first one would be, assuming you are holding a three-year bond, and for whatever reason, I wouldn't be able to pay you back and I extend the time from three years to five years. It gives me time on maturity so that I can pay at a later date. That is one form. Another form could be that um, I am going to take your principal, if you brought in a thousand Ghana cities, and I'm going to reduce that in a sense, right? So that can be, in quotes, a haircut. But in this case of the debt exchange, the amount of money has not been extended or reduced. And then in our portfolio, we have maturing bonds that go up to almost about 20 years or 18 years. But if you look carefully in the bonds that the Honorable Minister mentioned, um, it started in 2027 to 2037. So between about five years to 15 years. And the mix will go for everybody. So a weighted average may be around 10%, so lower a bit than the uh, maturity that we do have here. Now, somebody will ask, inflation now is at 40%. So real costs of funding should be about 40%. But at 40%, how many emerging market cost of funding? What business can you do to have this very sticky, high and expensive cost of borrowing. If I'm doing a business, then it means I have to apply 40% on top of that. Would a sovereign be able to honor that if I give you a 10-year bond and it's at 40 fixed income, 40% every two years, almost the principal is paid out as interest cost. Within the life cycle of 10 years, the principal will have paid about four times, not the principal. All of us sitting here, if you were owning our companies with that kind of cost structure, how would you fare? So on one side, you are benefiting from the interest, but it's also a cost for us. When you look at the economy together, all of these market players, both the borrower and the lender, are all operating. So the question is, are we happy as a people with that high cost regime? I think looking at your faces, the answer is no. So 
we may have to do something about it, and that's why the macro setup is key. And I think the budget in various paragraphs highlighted it. So the question here is yeah, the principal is guaranteed. The ability to pay is also measured against the stress tests that has been done on the financial institutions. Don't forget our money is on the financial institutions. These are heavy directions of things. And as the Minister mentioned, in Jamaica, in Greece, Argentina, in other countries, it is not an easy decision to make. It has far-reaching consequences. But you will consider the decision on the interest cost against the stress it can put on the entire financial sector and have a balancing act that satisfies an optimal choice across everyone. So the choice of the step up in the interest rates is trying to address exactly the capability and ability of the sovereign to be raising the funding to pay for that. But the question is not only on the interest. Look into the budget statement carefully. When you go into the fiscal, you go into the overall balance, you see three items there. One called net domestic financing, you see net foreign financing, and then you will see an item called exceptional financing. In the foreign financing, you see amortization of loans, meaning we pay back. You see amortization when maturities occur. But in the net domestic financing, where all these bonds are, there's no amortization. What does that mean? It means we are rolling over all the time. But in this case, these bonds are going to be what we call exit bonds. So in the first instance where the Honorable Minister mentioned 2027 maturity, in actual fact, in 2026, half of the instruments that will be in will be paid back. And the last of that in 2027 will be paid back. In 2029, a similar thing will happen. Half will be paid back in 2028, and half will be paid back in 2029. Similar to 2032, that will be paid in three equal installments, because the Honorable Minister mentioned 25% of the allocation will be there. So that's larger than the 17. So it will be divided into three. So three years prior, all that stock will be paid. Then the last one, which is 2037, is large. But it will start amortizing five years before 2037. The idea is to provide liquidity. The idea is to ensure a balance of the coupon payment and ability to pay the stock off. Otherwise, the way we we're going, it would have been difficult to manage that. So that is a plus when you do a net present value term that adds and reduces the risk involved in. Uh, my question is, the finance minister said that this bond action program is a pre-requirement to secure IMF support. What other requirements are we not aware of? Can you give us more insight? Also, uh, he said that the uh, community collaboration with the Security and Action Commission initially uh, the Security and Action Commission gave support in the initial financial sector cleanup. Are we to anticipate more economic challenges? Because in the report released yesterday, he said that they are to use every appropriate approach or measures to ensure the impact does not affect individual bondholders. So are they open to use any economic or financial method to their advantage without any control from the finance ministry? Thank you. Okay. Last, the final question. Okay. From the point of the, um, but there were two related questions. One of them was the budget deficit, um, and then also the savings that could come on.
So it's, um, the Oral Minister for Finance presented a budget statement on 24 November. That budget is a pre-debt exchange budget. So we'll call it like no policy change budget. So what you see there as a deficit, if we complete the implementation of this, then that budget will have some revisions. So most definitely that deficit you see there will decline. Again, when you look into that budget, you would have seen a domestic debt service amount, and I'm sure that's what our colleague was asking. Now, that will be if we do nothing, then that is the amount we need to pay via coupon payment, I mean, um, transactions, and not on the stock that we are holding. So that also will be flexed down. But let's not forget that it's not total. The idea is there will be exceptions, like the individuals are out, that also has treasury bills coupon payments, so the treasury bills component will also be out, will be in the existing instruments as they are. Then the new one would kick in with the terms for 2023, as Honorable Minister has mentioned. So one of the key outcomes from this is that those numbers you are seeing would have to have a natural flex. So that, I think, provides clarity on those two sides. Then. Yeah, you are taking me, you said you put the right information out, but you are taking me into the realm of guesstimate because the issue the Honorable Minister mentioned is that it's a voluntary exchange. So there is not a clear element because we are going to deal with you. It's not a by force. If it's by force, I can tell you with certainty. I can tell you 32 is off. I can tell you that the holdouts from individuals about 8 billion. I can give you all of that with certainty. But once it has an element of voluntary, let's be careful the right information has to be done rightly. So I'll beg you to just um, hang on to that. And not that we are not able to, we can guess what range it is, but we'll give you the right information as the time goes on. Then with the, there was a question um, about the IMF and then the multilaterals. Yes, the IMF program that we are envisaging to reach a service level agreement um, as early as practical in the next few weeks with your support, but also the IMF serves as a very good catalytic institution to kick in a lot of uh, multilateral or bilateral support. So you're right, we can get a number of support mechanisms that will come in to ensure that the financing of the budget is complemented by those resources. Then you made a reference also to the element of fiscal discipline. I think we all cannot agree with you more. The fiscal discipline is going to be extremely key. Going forward with an IMF program, with our own laws and structural reforms, where most of them have been highlighted in the budget statement, and I would go that you take a look at that, will be extremely, extremely key going forward in terms of fiscal discipline. And I believe that one of the major things, I think somebody asked, how are we going to communicate? Under a debt treatment of this nature, communication will be extremely important. So you will notice that we would have regular communication with you. There will be regular flyers. There will be regular reportage. There will be regular engagement. The issues are technical. The issues can be difficult. And the issues may be unprecedented. 
So it is important that we inform you, we be with you as we go through the journey. So that was uh, Sam Arkest. Sam Arkes is Chief Economics Officer and Director of Treasury and Debt Management Division at the Ministry of Finance. You know, answering uh, some questions at the press conference that was done yesterday morning uh, at the Ministry of Information to announce government's debt, domestic debt exchange program. We'll hear from uh, Thierry Champong. Thierry Champong is an economist and political risk analyst. We'll hear from him in a few minutes, also giving us his own his own perspective and breaking down some of the um, the bigger issues in this, yeah. so we can. And, and Nathan, I think it's also important to hear from about five groups. So two things here: this debt exchange program is voluntary. Mm-hmm. In some countries like Greece, they made a law to make it by force. Mm-hmm. Kanoferata says he's not going to force anybody to do it. So people are free to say we we'll accept or reject. But the question is, what's the alternative? Now, we need to hear from banks. We need to hear from the pension funds. The banks say we should stay calm. They've spoken. Have the pension funds spoken? Uh, pension trustees sent out a release. Yes. They say they reject it. Yes. The, we need to speak to the insurance companies. We need to ask the fund managers and collective investment schemes. So those are the five groups. that the Banks and CCT spoke. Let me find it for you. Yes. So there's a statement that came from the uh, pension trustees. Yes. We can deal with that after your money. But because of the nature of this, the fact that it is voluntary and the fact that individual investors will not be affected, it it is really the groups that we should be focusing on. So when we come back, we'll try and speak to the Ghana Securities Industries Association. We'll speak to a rep from there and also speak to the pension trustees to see what they make of this to get a sense of whether the industry will accept this or not. So, we'll see how that works. So, coming up next is Your Money. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Richard has the tip for us this morning. And this morning, I have something very simple for you. Still coming in from uh, the uh, big trophy that the Avles gave to us. <laughs> <laughs> We're dropping the things small, small. <clears throat> now, you know that gone were those days where we used to do Anajoya Day. Yes, mm. Free night calls. Yes. Charlie, you get some new girlfriend. You call her, talk to her. Charlie, the phone you want, and you still be talking. Yes, uh-huh. Now, the advice is that look, Times are difficult. Mm. So instead of spending all your time on the phone, mm-hmm. stop that. Mm. Just send a simple message. If you want to tell her I love you, just just do no, that. She actually already knows. <laughs> <laughs> no need to repeat. <laughs> exactly. Just send a simple text message. Oh, honey, I want food prepared. Or this, you know, like, oh, Charlie, you want she to send text She will go ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a simple text message. Would you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, know, you don't get complex, call plenty, talk conversation. But you are wasting. Is text or WhatsApp which one is cheaper? Okay, so well, I don't know. Do <laughs> WhatsApp is better. So this is not SMS. Uh-huh. No, you know it's cheap. SMS. You know a lot of. I think what you should also do is mm-hmm. that read carefully through the bundle offers because some of the bundles I have they will give you like free free something text calls 900 minutes whatever so mm-hmm. these bundles actually make sense if mm-hmm. you depend on your need mm-hmm. some people like talking talking so yeah. you can buy a certain bundle 
where it allows you to talk. You get some uh, gig of data and then you talk for free. So the tip then should be mm-hmm. that understand the bundle. The bundle. The that uh-huh. What you should not do is to just buy the credit. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Yes. Know but what your bundle gives you. Bundle uh-huh. it so that it, it's a package. Exactly. When you leave it like that, it will go. It will run. So it's either text message or WhatsApp. Yeah, Avoid the calls as much as you can. Yes. If it is not necessary, don't put through a call. Or you can use mm. iMessenger. Yeah, that one also. Yeah, I mean, it depends the if the two parties involved have iPhones. iPhone, yeah. yeah. That's the whole matter. That was your money. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Your messages are, are coming through on 0549-986-996. Yeah, Nita, before, before we go on to the debt exchange, somebody said I should ask you a question. <laughs> they said the plantain that we were talking about, where is it? The, the last week plantain, the Ministry of Agriculture. Oh. When Nita went to buy some. No, oh, buy no, where, no, are they still selling it? Yeah, but in the newspaper, they said they are going to... Oh, where is the plan? Oh, calm down. <laughs> but I thought they went somewhere... They said they are going to do assessment. Please, please, please. please. That's why I'll defend them. They said they are doing assessment. Please, please, please. They said assessment. Graphic business... Uh, graphic... Uh, the agribusness page of graphic business. Uh, Let me check. Page 32. Okay. Let me find it. Bring it. Looking bring for it. it. I lost you. will find it. I saw that thing. Bring that story. <laughs> I, lost I said, bring me that thing. Page 32. Oh, what's my phone? Yeah, this graphic. Oh, graphic business. Graphic business. Graphic business. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Yeah. So they say that they are going to do assessment to identify any gaps. Any gaps. And also the impact that it had. So for now they have suspended or something. The food finish. By the way, I wanted to say congratulations to the farm of the year. You know, it's funny, last week I was telling you that Sribo was my senior. He was my house captain when I was in secondary school. He was a year ahead of me. And he's a chief. He's the Chimpemene of uh, Jabbing. Oh, okay. And he was the chairman of the the year group. Yeah, yeah, the the, the speech day. Yeah. He's the national best farmer. Wow. He's the best national farmer. Age 43. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's a you know, when you go to my school, you have to learn to weed in the first year. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you have to you weed it so that no, I'm meant to mm-hmm. be clean. Correct. When you Correct. can weed like that, uh-huh. farming is put into you as a spirit. But this is what you do weed. You weeded. You weeded. The only people who didn't weed were 
choristers. Four one at the four. No, 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 no. But because you know he has natural, he likes agriculture. So Nana Yao Saponstribo. Thank you. 2022 national best farmer and the Atim Pimhini of Jabi. Atim Pimhini. It's 43. Thank you. And Anodadie. Thank you. Yeah, we are coming. Please go to do a jump. Alright, let's let's have fun. Today, Champo, economist and political risk analyst on the implications of the domestic debt exchange program, and he was on last night's uh, point of view view on City TV. Dr. Thierry Champon, I don't know what you felt when you heard the announcement. It started from last night, or maybe you might have picked up signals earlier. But what were your first impressions when you heard about this program? Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you once again. I, I think there are two aspects to it. There's the good and the not so good, or you may call it the, the bad. Um, the good is the fact that the government actually issues three... Um, treasury instruments for the purposes of our people that are listening. The first one is the treasury bills, which are normally very short dated instruments of um, less than or up to a year. The second instrument is the treasury notes, which could be anything between two to ten years. And then the third instrument is the treasury bonds, which often have much higher um, yields, but then that could go up to uh, about 20 years. So in the announcement that was made um, yesterday and then subsequently the details that um, have been provided today, the first set of instruments, which is the Treasury bills, um, and this is a good aspect of the announcement, the government said that um, all the holders of the Treasury bills will be paid the full value of their investment. In other words, you're going to get both the principal and the interest being repaid. Uh, to um, all these holders, um, but it is the the not so great is when it comes to the issue of the treasury notes and the treasury bonds, and this is where although the government talks about there will be no haircut on the principal of the bonds, in finance we have a very simple um, you know concept of the basic or the time value of money. So um, the total value of your investment is both the principal as well as the future interest that you're going to be earning, right, which you then take into account or you can discount to the present to work out the total worth of that. But under the proposal that the government is giving, um, uh, especially with that which affects the institutional investors, if you work out the numbers and if you even use the one million example that um, the Honorable Deputy Minister was giving us a breakdown on and you work out the set of exchange of this new set of bonds vis-a-vis what you would have gotten in the past, clearly there's a loss there or there's a haircut there, not on the principal per se, but on the interest because that together adds up to the total value of the investment that, that you're having. So the good part, like I said, really is that on the treasury bills where a lot of you know small investors and individuals may be playing within the market, the government says that they're going to pay the full value. But on the notes and on the bonds, we should expect some sort of a discount uh, or some implicit haircut within that just because of the fact that 
the, the, the values would not be the same when you take into account the time value uh, of, of money and even the proposal um, in terms of the coupon payments that um, are encapsulated in the um, current uh, proposed arrangement. Good. So, so what will uh, be the effect of this on, on the international, I mean, the, the effect of this, you know, looking from outside into Ghana, I mean, uh, rating agencies, international market, etc. Would they say that, good, these guys are trying to clean, to clean their house or put their house in order? So that's a good signal. Or it will mean that Ghana is really under a lot of debt. Ghana may most likely not be able to honor its debt obligations. What will be the thinking of, 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 of the international community when they look at what we are doing currently? So for, so for many an investor and many of those that um, I have interacted with, um, they've already priced in the likelihood of a default in many of their um, sort of investment models. And you can see that in the yield on uh, a lot of the government you know, securities where some of them are trading above 3,000 um, you know, basis points compared to the U.S. Treasury, um, more or less you know, in, a, in a, den um, a junk territory to, to that extent. Um, so the markets have somewhat already priced this in. Um, what they didn't know with was really the sort of the details underpinning that pricing in. And that's where I think yesterday's statement is quite um, interesting. But also, there's a bit of a, you know, um, a, um, a, a dynamic here where the government really is signaling to the um, external um, bondholders that if we have been able to get or if we are able to get the domestic bondholders to accept this set of um, debt exchange, then it's going to be difficult for them also to say that they're not going to, you know, agree to some sort of restructuring of the external uh, debt. Because remember that um, some of the external debt holders had already constituted some sort of uh, group or committee and they were already asking for some sort of favorable treatment on um, any proposed restructuring, you know, exercise. So in a sense, is the government signaling to the external players um, uh, or those who hold our external bonds like the euro bonds and, and others that they should also uh, be prepared to, you know, um, accept some possible uh, discount or haircut on um, on their on their investment, but that's going to be a lot more complicated to deal with uh, if we look at the experience of Zambia and Chad and a few other countries where it's taking um, over two years to really um, you know organize just the external creditors, and the country cannot wait for that. So the low hanging fruit was to start off with the domestic bond restructuring use that to send a signal um, and get the IMF sort of program going, and then subsequently go back to the external creditors with, you know, um, whatever proposal that the government brings uh, on the table. That's how the, the market um, largely has, has been reading this. I see. The, the, the government or the finance minister says it's a voluntary arrangement. Do you foresee a situation where uh, bondholders, for example, will troop to the appropriate quarters uh, and 
make an offer to government. Government is issued an invitation. They have to take up their offer. Do you foresee a seamless process? Or you think that government will at some point have to compel these bondholders to um, exchange their bonds for what government is offering? Um, I didn't hear everything. I think the line was quite bad. But yes, it's voluntary to an extent. And you should expect not all the um, players to fully participate, you know, whether it is uh, domestic or whether it is, you know, external. The key thing really is that if you do get a majority of them, in my case, probably 60, 70 percent of them participating, then it becomes extremely difficult for the other sort of 30 percent to hold everyone out. I mean, they might drag the process a little bit, but ultimately they tend to sort of, you know, come uh, around. Um, it becomes also a little tricky, especially for the um, external there, because if you want to reorganize that under the G20 framework, then what we saw in Zambia's experience where it took two years and at one point um, the, uh, the Chinese were not playing ball and some of the ex uh, Euro bond holders were also not too sure whether, you know, any um, um, discounts that they give would subsequently be used to repay or offset other bilateral debt. All those issues would still very much sort of be at play. But the key point really here is equity in terms of the debt treatment and that whatever we offer to one set of um, bondholders must be translated to all. Other than that, then you can have these issues of, of delays um, uh, uh, going forward. So that was uh, Thea Champon. Thea Champon is an economic risk analyst. He was speaking to Selom Adonu uh, last night on the point of view. <laughs> very, very, very inter interesting times yeah. we're in. Um, yeah. Let's see who else we can we can speak to. We'll see if we can get some more reaction. Yeah. Um, let's, let's speak to Kise. Kise Antonio. He's uh, MD of Sentinel Asset Management. Mm -hmm. But he's part of the group of um, these companies. The other week he was here with uh, Reverend Ubamites of yeah. the SEC. So, so they're called the Ghana Securities Industry Association. Yes, so he's part of the. So, so as I said, uh, individual investors, we are told, will not be affected. T-bill holders will not be affected. But institutional investors are many. They are banks. Mm -hmm. uh, banks' so exposure to government securities are very high. Pension funds Pension are funds. there. Insurance companies are there. Fund managers and collective investment schemes, of which the GSI is the umbrella body, is there. So, Kise Antonio plays a dual role. He's an industry player and is also speaking for the industry. I want to find out what the, the initial thoughts are because this is like <laughs> very big, big it's news. Yeah, Mr. Antonio, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Hey, good morning, ben, uh, Bennett, and good morning to your listeners as well. Fantastic. Um, is it fair to say the general industry has been surprised by this? So, I'm talking insurance, banking and uh, securities, f fund managers and all that. Did the announcement take you by any surprise or is this, you, you knew it was coming in this form? Um, but I, obviously we knew something was in the offing. And, you know, um, there's been a lot of talk 
Um, I think it started with a Bloomberg report maybe several weeks ago. Uh, there were certain uh, quotes ascribed to the Deputy Minister of Finance about two weeks ago. So I will not say we've been totally caught by surprise. Fair enough. But in terms of the details of this, was this what you were expecting? I'm asking this because the ministry had announced that there was a committee led by, you can call him the eminent Albert Essien, mm-hmm. with people like Simon <laughs> Donu, Alexis Siedu. I mean, these are respected industry players. Yeah. Who, based on their track record, we would expect that whatever they would propose would not disconcert the market too much. So, based on that background, were you guys surprised by the nature of this proposal? I.e. that, yes, individual investors are protected, T-bills are not going to be affected, but everybody else has to take one of four, uh, I mean, basically become one of the four new bonds. You know, um, Bernard, in that context, yes, we were surprised. Okay, I'm not privy to the report. Uh, the committee sent to government. But we consulted at length with them. And uh, I think I have a good sense of what was sent to government. And um, what was communicated to us uh, was, I don't think, was in no way aligned with what was recommended by the committee. So, um, yes, in that context, it took us by surprise. And I dare say, uh, all in a spade, a spade, I think it left left a lot of um, the constituents of the GSI aggrieved. So what aspect of the proposal? We heard Mr. Arkest explain yesterday at the press conference. We've seen the speeches. What about the proposal did the uh, association or the industry players find most perplexing? Um, but I mean... We, we understand that we are we are at a crossroads as a country, no doubt. And we, we, we perfectly understand that difficult measures, um, choices need to be made. But we believe this must be done in the spirit of fairness. And we, it is important that government takes the lead in carrying all of us along, in carrying all of us along, as it espouses this new mantra of bed and sharing, you know. Um, and for most investors, we don't think this is the case, you know. Um, and I guess that is what is leaving a lot of investors aggrieved. We know that there are certain expenditure containment measures in the budget. We don't think it goes far enough. Um, we think expenditure needs to be cut to the bone. Um, we think these changes which, which have been made, um, we see them more cosmetic than real. You understand? So when you have such sentiments being bandied around, um, it is very difficult um, to, 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 to carry these investors along. Hence my saying, uh, investors are pretty aggrieved. And this is notwithstanding the fact that we were to, we are told that even if government were to 
reduce this is uh, surplus uh, sorry it's 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 budget deficit for even the next decade it would not be enough to reduce the debt to gdp to the level that we need so apparently our debt to gdp is 105 we mm-hmm. need it to be 55 and that if we run even 10 straight years of a balanced budget i.e if they even cut their expenses drastically for the next 10 years it will still not reduce the debt because of the the level of debt accumulation the rate the interest is growing so, so i'm saying that the point being that irrespective of what they do the, we've gotten to a point where the amount they spend servicing debt has to reduce both domestically and on a foreign base so yeah. that it, it was inevitable that's my point yes and 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 we we perfectly understand that that's why i think we understand we we are at a crossroads but it's important that um I think we are consulted in a very intensive way, and it's important that it's done so as not to create um, fear and panic. Um, for us, I think we've been um, engaging with our regulator, mm. which is the Securities and Exchange Commission. Mm. I mean, they've been very receptive to us. I mean, we spent mm. a few hours with them yesterday, mm. and especially for the fund managers, I believe that um, mm. the case we seem to be making now is uh, individuals are exempted. Individuals who carry these bonds are exempted from this proposed debt exchange program. And um, mm. we believe that investors in our collective investment schemes should be treated the same way because if, if <clears throat> we are looking at protecting the vulnerable in society, it is the, those um, the artisans, the seamstress, the tailor who's trying to save towards paying their kids' school fees, the other ones in the collective investment schemes, they don't buy government bonds. So if you're exempting investors who hold treasury bills, if you're exempting individuals who hold bonds, we think that should apply to the 700,000 subscribers in our collective investment schemes. I mean, the challenges those schemes have faced I've been well documented. I was in your studio with the Director General of the SEC. Uh, we spoke at length um, about what was leading to those challenges. But for now, um, we are making that case. Uh, so, will these 700,000 people who have invested in these collective investment schemes be more than the individual retail investors? Because I'm told that Ghana has quite a large market of retail investors who buy treasury bonds directly through primary dealers with CSD accounts. And if these guys are going to be exempt, and I'm told that this industry is also quite deep. So if you if you if you look at the seven hundred thousand under the collective investment schemes who don't have a direct relationship with the market because they have to do it through their fund managers versus the individuals who go to their bank and say buy me a, a government of Ghana paper or whatever would you say that the numbers lie with the collective investment scheme still? Um, I'll not want to uh, make a guess now. I mean, I think we can get those numbers from the Central Securities Depository. But um, I, 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 I will want to believe that uh, the CIS investors are more than those who buy these bonds directly. Good. So, I don't know the numbers about Treasury bills. F- fair enough. How, how damaging will this proposal be for confidence in 
fund management companies generally and collective investment skills in, uh, schemes in particular. Looking at the announcement that SEC made three weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago about moving from accrual to mark to market, witness which didn't really go down well, and then mm-hmm. this, how <clears throat> how damaging would it be for 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 <laughs> for people like you when you go to people and say, "Come and give me your money." <clears throat> I mean, for now, um, before answering the question, I think it's important that investors do not panic. I think it's important that uh, everyone keeps a calm head. Uh, like I said earlier, we are talking to the powers that be, and uh, we are being given a listening ear. So let's not panic. That being said, I think look, there is a serious crisis of confidence in the industry. And uh, I guess that started um, with the financial sector cleanup in 2017. Uh, we thought we were being, uh, picking up the pieces, and um, we end up being saddled with this. Um, it's, I don't think the potential impact is um, exclusive to fund managers or collective investment schemes alone. I mean, it's, it is the whole capital market. You see, the main thing is um, if any entity, be it government, uh, private, private sector, is to issue securities, I mean, it's, a, it's going to be a difficult conversation to get a lot of these retail investors, and I even dare say institutional investors, to subscribe to these issuances in the in in the future, because what this is doing is it is damaging the confidence of investors, and I think the potential fallout for this would be very serious on the capital markets. We've come a long way over three decades, um, and the, the capital market is a very crucial part. Um, in funding businesses and even government, and in trying to um, solve one problem, I think we need to get a good balancing act in order not to create further problems down the road. But like I said, we're talking, uh, this is a voluntary debt exchange program. Um, Things are evolving day by day. We're taking it a day at a time. So I will not want to speculate. Uh, let's just see for right. the coming days. Fair enough. Because I thank you for yeah. that. But just before you go, yes, you rightly pointed out that this is voluntary. So yes. you are not forced to do this. Now, indeed, uh, the Chamber of Corporate Trustees yes. have just sent out a press release moments ago, signed by. Yes, What's the name of the guy? Signed by somebody yes, called. Yes, yeah. and he, they are basically saying they are rejecting the debt exchange program. Um, my question to you is, has the GSI decided on a position, and to the extent that this is voluntary, is is rejecting it an option? And if it is, what what if you reject it? What 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 does that mean? So if I mean, if, for example, if I have hundred and thirty thousand of us are in one collective investment scheme, and we all say, please, Mr. Stambik or Mr. EDC or Mr. Data Bank or Mr. Fidelity, don't accept this debt exchange, 
what realistically can my fund manager see if all of us say we don't want it? I mean, like I said, we're still talking, right? Um, if, if for me, I guess the question is, if, 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 if you don't take up the program, what are the alternatives? And um, uh, we're still talking, and uh, based on those talks, we'll come up and take a decision. Okay, we'll leave it here. Thank you for your time, Kise Antonio. He's the head of. He's the president of, of the, the Ghana, uh, Ghana Securities Ghana. Industry Association, and then he's also from Sentinel. Yes, he's MD of Sentinel Asset Management. And while we've been on there, something else has happened. Yes. Yeah, you you made a reference to that, but Godfrey has the full statement. Yeah, so this is coming from uh, the Chamber of Corporate Trustees, mm. and uh, they are saying Chamber of Corporate Trustees rejects government debt exchange program. Let me read this quickly. It says, do reject amendment. Yeah, on 30th October 2022, <laughs> the President of Ghana and Anadrankot Kufuadu addressed the nation and assured all Ghanaians mm. that there would be no haircuts right. on pension funds. Mm-hmm. A few weeks after this announcement, we are all witnessing, rather surprisingly, a major U-turn from that position. We have carefully analyzed the announcement by the Minister of Finance on the debt exchange program and are of the opinion that it is injurious to the interest of contributors to pension schemes. Mm. The Pensions Chamber would like to assure contributors to pension schemes that the industry has not agreed to the debt exchange program proposed by the Ministry of Finance. As trustees, we hold a fiduciary responsibility and are enjoined to seek the best interest of contributors at all times. We encourage all contributors to pension schemes to seek further information from their pension providers as we engage further with governments for an improvement to the terms of the restructuring. Mm-hmm. We recognize that inflation has caused significant harm to pension fund assets this year, and there's the urgent need to reduce government debt burden and restore macroeconomic stability. Mm. That should, however, not be done to the detriment of contributors to pension schemes. <sighs> we share in government's call for burden sharing. That should be done in the spirit of fairness to ensure a win-win outcome to all stakeholders. The proposal, as put forth by the Minister of Finance, is inferior to market expectation and will destroy the savings of Ghanaians and further undermine market confidence. This is why we reject it outright. We indulge contributors to pension funds and actors in the pension industry to remain calm as we seek the best outcome in our negotiations with the Ministry of Finance. We will duly inform members of the outcome of our deliberations on behalf of Chamber of Corporate Trustees of Ghana, Thomas Kusieso. This is serious. Secretary. Mm. So they, they are rejecting yes. it. They have been very them. clear. They have rejected yeah, it. In terms of how they feel about and there's something you read. He said they said it will make something worse. They, this, the last paragraph, something very serious you read there. That they said they, they think that it will render. Yes, it's so in my, my confidence. It says we share in government's call for burden sharing, mm-hmm. but that should be done in the spirit of fairness to ensure a win win outcome to all stakeholders. Mm-hmm. The proposal as put, as put forth by the Minister of Finance is inferior to market expectation mm. and will destroy the savings of Ghanaians and oh, further undermine it will destroy mar- the what? Savings the savings of, of Ghanaians and further undermine market confidence. This is why we reject it outright. Debt exchange will destroy the savings of Ghanaians. Yes, well, the proposal in its current form, basically, that is what they are saying. So they will continue to engage. So they are rejecting it in limine. Yes, in its current form. When you say in limine, yeah, the church will do from the very start. <laughs> so the Latin, no. They reject it in limini. Yes. Yes. They said throw them away. Charlie, from the very word go, without uh, any further consideration of the matter. Uh,
And then, also, there's something, I think, Sky, you, you, you have to do with that. It's a legal matter. Yeah. Um, so, you know that um, this matter has to do with the sanctity of contracts. You know, parties mm-hmm. have gone mm-hmm. to sign a contract yeah. and they say that, okay, these are the terms and conditions of the contract. When the bond matures, you have to pay me X amount of money as interest. The government, for some reason, because of the difficulties we see with the economy, decided that, look, this is what we have to do if we are to stabilize the economy for the benefit of all of us, the parties involved. So, the government is and if we do not deal with these problems then you too as an investor will suffer now given what they want to do technically speaking it will amount to a breach of contract because you have obligations imposed on you You took my money Mm -hmm. to return me certain Mm -hmm. benefits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now you are saying that for a b c d reasons Mm -hmm. you are not going to Mm. uh, perform your side of 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 the bargain Mm. Um, this is a legal matter which would mean that rights have accrued to the people who have invested to go to court and vindicate their rights Mm-hmm. Um, so, in keeping with that, the Ministry of Finance apparently wrote a letter to the Attorney General's Department mm-hmm. seeking an opinion okay. from the AG as to what exactly it would mean if government were to choose um, out of um, you know four options mm-hmm. to try and push through this particular matter. Okay. So, mm-hmm. that letter. So, the Minister of Finance wrote to the AG exactly asking mm-hmm. for a, an opinion. Yeah. Exactly, you know that on, on what this means. Exactly. All right. So, under Article 88 of the Constitution. The Attorney General is the principal legal advisor to the government, and for oh, that very interesting opinions. Uh, exactly. Okay. So, um, so the letter was actually written to the uh, AG on the third of November, 2022, mm-hmm. and the reference number is provided. But uh, for you know want of time, mm-hmm. let me go straight to what exactly the request said, mm-hmm. and then I will go straight to, to the, into the ratio of the the matter, the meat of the, the, the AG's opinion. Yeah. So the request uh, basically <laughs> says your letter bears a request for the legal opinion of this office on the following uh, questions. Mm -hmm. Therefore, A, the legality of a unilateral attempt by the government to introduce CACs directly into the bond agreements. Mm -hmm. B, the plausibility of an indirect approach by passing an act of parliament Mm -hmm. or legislative instrument ally enacting a collective action mechanism Mm -hmm. in relation to bonds, including a voting percentage threshold for affecting or effecting changes to the bond agreements. Mm -hmm as a general law in Ghana mm-hmm. going forward mm-hmm. and the timing for the passage of such an act or legislative instrument. C, mm-hmm. whether under Ghanaian law, executive action, i.e. executive instrument, emergency powers can be deployed to impose CACs mm-hmm. on bondholders. And D, whether a voluntary ag- en- engagement considering the commercial contract nature of this mm-hmm. transaction mm-hmm. can impose CACs on bondholders. Mm. Now, in basically what they are saying is that they want to know what legal regime can be properly deployed in order to push through what the government came to announce through the finance minister mm-hmm. now so the four questions were all posed by the ministry of finance. finance so they wanted to be sure that the approach they were taking would probably be the most effective path mm-hmm. of least resistance yeah so that out of all the four options they had proposed based on the question they had asked which of them would be more plausible legally mm-hmm. For the government to deploy. Now, if you go to the last page of, of the document, the AG's opinion, which is uh, on page nine, mm-hmm. um, the AG responds to these questions as follows. Mm-hmm. In view of the foregoing, this was after he had done his own analysis of what the law says and what is not allowed and what should be done. He says, on the first point, he says, in the absence of agreement by the parties, it will be unlawful for the government mm-hmm. to unilaterally introduce CACs. Where a CAC is a collective action clause. Exactly. 
um, into bond agreements and may constitute an event of default under clause 12 of the terms and conditions of the bonds issued under the program. Take your time, read it again. <clears throat> okay. So it says that in this, this is Godfrey Dami. Yeah, that's right. He's saying that if you look at clause 12, no, if yeah. you look at what the terms and conditions, clause 12 of the terms and conditions of the bonds, mm-hmm. if the government were to impose these obligations, these new obligations unilaterally, unilaterally. yeah, on its own without consulting the other party, mm-hmm. it will amount to a breach. In which which, case, which is then a default exactly which is then a default because engage you, you have to pay the money by a particular date mm-hmm. you are saying that you cannot pay it mm-hmm. which will amount to a breach of contract mm-hmm. and if that happens mm-hmm. whoever person is affected is entitled to go to court and it's vindicate his, his, his so his that's right. if they were unilaterally to do mm-hmm. it exactly mm-hmm. now two he says that the indirect approach of the enactment of an act of parliament mm-hmm. Or legislative instrument mm-hmm. prescribing a collective action mechanism mm-hmm. in relation to bonds is a plausible mm-hmm. in so far as the proposed inclusion of a voting percentage threshold for effecting changes to bond agreements does not interfere with any accrued rights of any party or third party beneficiaries of bond agreements mm. and also does not operate retrospectively Jesus. to impose limitations that adversely affect the personal rights and liberties of any party to a bond agreement read it again okay and emphasize i think i got the second part but the first part i didn't get okay now it says that the indirect approach Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the enactment of an act of parliament go to parliament and create a law exactly like what they did in greece yeah to say that this uh debt exchange is binding because it's law yeah if you use that route mm -hmm. godfredam is saying that if you use that route Mm -hmm. what will happen or legislative instrument a prescribing right. a collective action mechanism which is what they've tried to do exactly mm-hmm. in relation to bonds mm-hmm. is plausible it's plausible in so far as the proposed inclusion of a voting perce- uh, percentage threshold mm-hmm. for effecting changes to bond agreements mm-hmm. does not interfere with any accrued rights of any party or third party beneficiaries mm. of bond agreements mm. and also does not operate retrospectively to impose limitations that adversely affect the personal rights and liberties of any party to a bond I agreement. understand the second part. Okay, the first basic- part is confusing in a sense that mm. I don't know whether that voting limitation threshold is imposed on the people who bought the bond. Mm-hmm. Or whether it's a, a collective decision. Yeah, you know that normally, if the people bought the bond together, mm-hmm. the question is whether changes can be made to the terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't need majori- uh, what you, all the people to agree that this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So long as you have a majority, you can effect the necessary. But they are saying that that thing should not interfere with the rights which have been accrued with, by the people who bought the bond. Exactly. So there are some rights which are inalienable even yeah. in that relationship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So even, wow. So and then that the second it, issue is that the retroactive one is even worse because they are saying that even if you impose the law, that will be a raised constitutional matter because, because the law the law a, cannot have retrospective effect as to impose obligations. So that if were I not bought the bond on 30th November 2019 mm-hmm. and then you came to announce on 5th December 2022, mm-hmm. you can use it to deal with the law the the bonds before, after, but not after. before. Exactly. In other words, if if you say that. You are under Ghana cities. That's a pre-agreed, you know, arrangement. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You cannot, after the fact of my rights accruing, so that my money is already ready. I need to go and collect it. Now you are saying that oh, you have passed a new law saying that instead of a hundred Ghana cities, mm-hmm. I'm giving you eighty Ghana cities. But the, the question though is that mm-hmm. that's why somebody said 
if the government has gotten to this stage, then it could say, I'm in default. I can't pay. Now, if I can't pay, mm-hmm. what does the agreement say about when the person who sold the bond can't pay? Can't pay. Uh-huh. So that's where, where that's where court will come in. Because you have agreed under a contract to perform ABCD obligation. But because of an act of God. Yeah, so there are only Russia and Ukraine. No, no, no. It's not applicable. No, it's not applicable here. For every no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that generally, Mm -hmm. when you have a a, a contract, yeah, frustration and cool. You can say that certain things happen which Mm -hmm. are beyond. So maybe let's finish the opinion because Mm -hmm. I am sure that there are people who have this school of thought that the government is technically defaulting. Mm -hmm. So the government could come from the point of saying, look, I can't pay. Yeah. So let's look at what the default. Clauses. Yeah, it has to sit within the remit of the law for for, exactly. for the cost to allow. So you are saying he was reading four things. So yeah. you he gave us two. Yeah, just two. wrap up and then we'll come. Yeah, to that. The, the the third one says executive actions, including executive instruments and emergency powers, may not be lawfully employed to impose CACs on bondholders, since they will operate retrospectively. Again, that that term is used here, and may also constitute an event of default under clause twelve of the terms and conditions of the bonds issued under the program and a breach of the terms of the bond and agreements mm. so again the president cannot or through yeah. his minister ex, you know enact an executive instrument to impose the obligations mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. would operate retrospectively the and the last one says for voluntary engagement with relevant parties uh-huh. to bond agreements mm-hmm. would be able to produce the outcome of a voluntary modification and uh-huh. inclusion of CACs on bond. So which is what they chose. Exactly. So let me let me basically explain. You know, when you enter into a, a contract, yes, sir. the law is that parties are at liberty to sign whatever contract that they want, mm-hmm. whatever terms that they want, so long as it does not infringe the law. Mm-hmm. So if you want to sell your house mm-hmm. and you believe that the house is 10 Ghana cities, mm-hmm. even when ideally on the market you should sell for 200,000 Ghana cities, mm-hmm. it is between you and the party who signed the contract. Mm-hmm. Courts will not come in and say that, why did you sell the uh, what they call it, the house for 10 Ghana cities? Mm-hmm. So if these mm-hmm. bondholders go to government or government comes to them and says that okay these are the new terms we think we want you to go with because we cannot pay and you as a holder an investor voluntarily say that okay i agree with the government mm-hmm. in effect you are making changes to the existing contract mm-hmm. you understand ideally you could have rejected the proposal from government and say that look mm-hmm. i want to enforce the original contract mm-hmm. But what they are doing, what they are proposing is that we want to make changes. Mm-hmm. Those changes, do you agree mm-hmm. or you do not agree? Mm-hmm. If you agree to it and you accept the changes and it is executed, you cannot go back and say that, oh, the changes that you have made, I do not agree with. Which is why the government gave up to December 19. Exactly. To say, if you want to take part in this exchange. Yeah. So it means the Minister of Finance is listening to Attorney General here. Yes. He doesn't want to create further legal problems. Yep. So, but the question then is... Mm-hmm. If somebody says, I am proposing a change, mm-hmm. you can take it or not. Mm-hmm. What is the alternative? The alternative is that the government will default. Yeah, now, if the government defaults, mm-hmm. what would be interesting to know is what does the law say about the default? Because are there specific laws governing when you buy, say, a treasury bond? Mm-hmm. or Because not treasury, but like a treasury bond or those things. Are there 
specific laws around government default. Yeah, so if you go into the, uh, what do you call it, the opinion, mm -hmm. the AG actually makes specific reference to the Contracts Act. Okay. Um, so he makes reference, for instance, to Section 17 of the Contracts Act 1960. Mm -hmm. Makes the act applicable to contracts and transactions entered into for and on behalf of the Republic, as it applies to other contracts and transactions. Now, let me read some further details. In line with the doctrine of sanctity of contracts, persons with capacity to contract expect courts to enforce the contracts they enter into, unless the contracts are vitiated by factors including, as we mentioned earlier, fraud, frustration, and duress. Now, just like any contractual document, a bond agreement may be modified or varied at any time before before or after signing the agreement. Mm -hmm. This is, however, subject to the terms of the bond mm -hmm. agreements mm -hmm. relating to contract modification or variation. Mm -hmm. In the absence of such a contract modification or variation clause, the common law principles of modification of contract are applicable. Mm -hmm. A contract can be modified as long as all the parties thereto consent to the changes. Mm -hmm. Traditional contract doctrine forbids the unilateral modification of contracts and threats or treats a proposed unilateral modification as an offer that is not binding unless it is accepted. I, I wanted you to go back to the three Fs. You said it can be vitiated by fraud, frustration, or what? Duress. 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 Those things are not just English words. I'm sure yeah. they mean something. Yeah, so fraud is where for You lied. So if, for example, the government made a representation in the bond offer, which was factually untrue. Exactly. That's fraud. Mm -hmm. What does frustration mean? Frustration is an act of God could could lead to... So, for instance, if you you I, I decide that, okay, um, I want to buy fuel from, say, Russia mm -hmm. because of the war, it makes it impossible for me to perform the contract. So that's frustration. For, so the contract is frustrated by reason of the war in Ukraine. So what is duress? Duress is where, for instance, you hold a gun to my head and say that if you don't sign this contract, uh, you know. Okay, so let's deal with frustration. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the government very carefully, mm -hmm. and the preamble they've given is that even when the minister was saying that debt to GDP is now, that debt is unsustainable, mm -hmm. he was basically saying it's because of COVID and Russia, Ukraine. So, and I'm just for sake of argument, mm -hmm. okay, this is not what the government is saying. So, if for sake government says, you know what, I entered a contract with you, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you this percentage for the, the bonds you, I sold mm -hmm. to you, but I could not anticipate this epochal event of the COVID crisis, mm -hmm. which threw everything out of gear. Mm -hmm. And then the Russia-Ukraine war happening the next year mm -hmm. further frustrated everything. <laughs> and so, I ple so if you take me to court, mm -hmm. that I, so I'm saying I'm, I'm in default, I can't give you the money. Mm -hmm. And this is for people who say they won't accept the new offer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the person says, I'm going to court to enforce this. And the government says, look, it's frustration. Mm -hmm. there, there's no way a government could have anticipated the COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. There's no way a government could have known that Rasputin had a plan for, uh, for uh, those people. So <laughs> see the way I'm looking at you. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. For sake of legal argument. Yeah. So I, I, I come before you and I say, your, your highness, your, 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 your lordship, yeah. this is clear frustration. So, and I'll give you over 50. 20 countries that have all gone to IMF and there were lots of governments 50, that 50 reasons why they are also frustrating us. They, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> we, are, no we are talking about in the specific issue of the bond. Uh, yes! That I am unable to pay because mm -hmm. of frustration. Okay. Mm -hmm. Government right. don't have money. Okay. So, what would they, how would the court okay. think about this? Okay. So, you see, the person who is pleading frustration must prove it. Oh, I so, can prove it. So, I'll, no, I'll call uh, <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then I'll also prove in the court that the frustration right. is not actually frustration. It is just poor management. <laughs> oh, you want to do okay. something? Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to actually cite. Okay. You, you uh, just okay. 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 No, we have We plead frustration. The citizens of Ghana are also pleading frustration. 
All right, let's let's get to the line. Um, let, let's speak to Thomas Kwesi Esso quickly. He's uh, yes. with the Chamber of Corporate Trustees. Yes, please. And um, he's the Executive Secretary, Chamber of Corporate Trustees mm. of uh, Ghana. Um, good morning, sir. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Bernard. Good morning, Richard. Can you welcome? Thank you, my brother. How are you? Good man. I'm doing very well. Good man. Family. I'm great to be with you. Yes. Good yeah. morning to your listeners also. Great, great. We'll, we'll, we'll get into your statement that, that clearly states your position. But for somebody who does not know, can you just briefly, in a few minutes, just explain to us how the pensions trustee space mm-hmm. works? And space. then, yes, how, how does it work? You how are does the pension trustees. You are the pension trustees. Can you just explain to us, lay people, how, how your space operates? All right. Thank you very much, Nathan. Um, so let me just explain that the pension trustees, Pay the law are like the companies who have been set up so that uh, if you are a company like CTFM who cannot also set up uh, a standalone scheme, you can also send your contributions, to, you can remit your tier two contributions to any of these trustees, i.e., we have Agris, Enterprise, Tetra, UPT, uh, Kimpton, PPT. I mean, you have them, we have about 28. And these trustees are actually licensed by National Pensions Regulatory Authority, NTRE. NTRE is the regulator of pensions in Ghana. I mean, we are all aware of Act 766, which was promulgated um, just about 10, 11 years ago. And so NTRE is the regulator. And these trustees have all come together as a trade and professional association to set up a chamber. And that is a chamber of corporate trustees, which I am the executive secretary. And I basically lead the media and advocacy engagement on behalf of the four mm. uh, corporate trustees. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in terms of numbers, can you just give us an idea of the size of, of, of the space? How much are we looking at, you know, or how many people's pensions are you managing? Let what's me put the it that size way. Of that? And what, what's the size of, of all the, pension the pensions? Portfolios in Ghana, the pension yeah. portfolios, yeah. In Ghana. All right. So thank you very much. Um, if you look at the size, I mean, um, take um, the public sector um, uh, uh, workers, take uh, the private sector workers um, who are all contributing. So, I mean, a very large amount of uh, employee employ- workers whose pensions have been contributed to the corporate trustees. There are some who have also set up what we call the standalone scheme, the employer for the scheme. I know some banks and some other big companies who can survive on their own. They have set uh, that up also themselves. And if you're looking at our AUM, I mean the size of the pension industry currently, that is about uh, this year we are looking at about we are estimating about 32 billion Ghana cities, about 32 billion mm. Ghana cities of the pension size of the AUM of the pension. So that's the size okay. of the industry. So okay. Put all of them together. Great. Um, we, we, you you've put out a statement clearly stating your stance on government's debt exchange program. Can you just tell us? Why you are rejecting the program? Why are you unhappy with government's uh, plan? Thank you very much, Nathan, and thank you very much, CCM. I think uh, one of the basic reasons why um, we reject this, I mean, stems from the fact that um, the Minister of Finance put up the statement and said they have engaged uh, stakeholders or bondholders, and we want to put this on the on the. We want to make it clear that we will not engage on any um, plan on this debt exchange program. What actually happened... Ah, you're saying that, you were not engaged? Yes, 
I'm putting okay. that on record okay. that we were not engaged. What actually happened is that um, I think around in October, when they set up the five-member committee, this five-member committee met the industry and took our concerns, our challenges, our views. So that's what the committee did. I remember very well Mr. Samodonu even stressing the case that they are not doing that for any um, uh, IMF program or even though they know they are doing a debt sustainability analysis, but we should then take off our mind whether there's going to be a haircut or no haircut because that speculation has been there. I remember very well because I convinced that meeting and I was very um, present and I was critical to that meeting. And then what happened on Friday, Family Day, was that we all called into the meeting. And when Dr. Sam Atkins or the governor and the minister of finance have made remarks, and Dr. Sam Atkins presented the debt situation of Ghana, and then they presented to us what have been the debt, what is the debt exchange program, where they said we are now putting all bonds of government into one portfolio, and they are going to divide these portfolios into four. That is into four different bonds. I'm sure you're all aware of that. The 2027, 2029, 2032, and 2037 bonds. And then with different, um, I mean, tenure. I saw that, then the announcement of the coupon scheme, uh, where they told us that 2023, we are going to receive 0% interest on all the bonds, all the four bonds. And then 2024, we are going to receive only 5% interest on all the bonds. And then in 2025, that is, in three years' time, we are going to receive 10% on all the bonds and for the rest or the life, the rest of life of all the bonds. And mm. this is very critical because um, our operations, as you are all aware, say that we rely much on liquidity and also uh, maturity, the coupon payment. I mean, we rely very much on that because there are contributors or members of the team who go on retirement at any point in the year. There are some also have contributed to provident funds who also come and draw down on their funds. And all this, you need to pay them with the liquidity that we get from the bonds that we have um, that bought from government. And let me put it also on record that almost about 80% of the assets of the industry are all in government GOG bonds, almost 80%. So if we are 32 billion, 80% of 32 billion are all in the government of Ghana bonds. And therefore, if you have 80% of our assets, and you also consider this industry as a significant stakeholder or bondholder, or who plays in, in, in government of Ghana bond issuances, I think that there should be a better way to engage the industry. Okay. For you to also understand what would be the challenges of the industry with any debt program that you are coming up with. And that is what I think government missed it, and government did not do. That is why the industry is taking this chance and rejected the proposal of the government. Mm. All right. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time. That was Thomas Kwesi Esso. He is Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Corporate Trustees of Ghana. Very interesting. We'll try to see if we can get more reactions from the various stakeholders and see what they make of the government's plan so listen to the city breakfast show now the town hall edition or the securities 
an exchange commission in Ghana is uh, collaborating with the Ghana Securities Industry Association to bring you the um, Securities Industry Town Hall Meeting, Dub Time with SEC Town Hall Edition with GSIA. Now, this event is designed to engage members of the investing public on important developments in the securities market, including the mark-to-market valuation method, among others, and directly addressing concerns and questions from members of the investing public. Now, it's happening Monday, 12th of December at 10 a.m. It will be live on City FM and City TV. The engagement will also be streamed live on social media via SEC's Facebook page, SEC Ghana. You can register to participate in this event for free by registering um, to join virtually via Zoom, bit.ly slash SECGSIA. All members of the investing and general public are encouraged to join. For more info, you can call 0800-1065. Now, if you are tired and you are thirsty and you've been hustling under the sun or you need something to go with your favorite meal, Coca-Cola is there. You can get the Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Fanta Sprite in the 300 ml glass bottle at 2 CD 50 pesos. In uh, the plastic bottle at 3 CD 50 pesos. And your favorite Coke Classic in the 300 ml plastic bottle at 3 CD 50 pesos. Whatever it is you're doing, make Coca-Cola a part of that moment. Coca-Cola, real refreshment for all occasions. And Coke Zero Sugar, you need to try it first. Now, you want to attend school, you need to consider the Heritage Christian College. It's at Amasaman, and it's uh, behind the Olympic Stadium, accredited by GTEC and affiliated to KNUST. You can call them on 547 or 0202-298-399 and find out all that they are doing. They've got BBA programs, BSc Information Technology, Bachelor of Theology tutorial uh, for professional programs, media and IT short courses. Heritage Christian College, offering world-class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. So, listening to the City Breakfast Show, we'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Welcome back. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. We'll get to your comments and questions in a bit there. We'll, we'll get back to that. But let's um, do some other things. Let's talk some education. Going to school is really cool and it's fun. <laughs> so I've been joined by Professor Fred McBagonlui. He's president of the Academic City University College. And whenever he joins us, we talk school and schooling matters. So, yes, it's only, it's only that's, right. that's easier. That's easier. <laughs> Prof, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. All right. Let's 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 mm-hmm. talk about the year 2022 for Academic City, how, how it's uh, been for you this year. It's been a very interesting year yeah. generally, yes. but for Academic City, how has it been for you? It's been good. You know, um, we graduated our first cohort. Um, we had the inauguration of our campus, which was attended by the second gentleman of the land, uh, His Excellency Muhammad Baumia, and it was also graced by Guruji Shri Shri Shankaravi, or Ravi Shankar. Um, an amazing year, you know, to see all these graduates walking up, getting their degrees, and beginning the, their various journeys into the sunrise of their lives. Um, 
we set up a make lab uh, saw some global strategic partnerships materialize on our campus um, we got over 100 new students 200 students actually okay um, so it's been quite quite progressive uh, I would say an exciting year uh, despite all the other peripheral challenges I see I see so what would you say was the, the biggest thing you did or the greatest achievement you were you were able to 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 chalk this year at an academic city i i really think you know getting this new cohort out into the real world um three of them going on to do startups um, really solidifies the very ethos of the institution as an entrepreneurial one um i would say bringing the school officially online um mm. in terms of the inauguration were key milestones and working with partners like the Israeli embassy to get a make lab on campus. I think these were really some of the good things that we chalked this year. Mm, great. Um, you mentioned, yes, you highlighted what uh, some of the, the, the graduates are, are doing. Some yes. perhaps, yes. some are into startups, they started That's their right. own thing. But just generally, what's, what's the picture looking like? I mean, what all of them are, are, are doing now? So, you know, the usual national service, most of them have gone on to national service. Uh, two have moved on immediately to graduate school. Three have done startups. Um, one of the startups is an electric bike that you could actually ride for about 50 kilometers before they need <laughs> to charge it. Um, same team is converting mechanical wheelchairs into electric wheelchairs. Mm. Uh, we have a student that has started a robotics company um, another student that went into farming, building his own incubators and folder machines, among other things. So I think um, quite quite a, a, an interesting year for us. I, I think see. they're up to a good start. Great. And, and these are all part of the first, first cohort. First cohort. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, you've opened two new labs, the ACT Make Lab yeah. and a Hardware and Electronics Lab in partnership with ARM. That's right. Can you just tell us a lot more about these projects? Yeah. They, they, they yeah. sound exciting. Yes, yes. So the Make Lab um, is in partnership with Make Lab, which is a group out of Israel. And it's essentially a creative space um, that is open to the general public. Okay. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have ideas that you want to come and tinker with, uh, you allow into that space. Uh, we have IoT equipment in there. We have 3D printers, laser cutters. So it's essentially a place for idea realization. Uh, the ARMS piece is basically uh, an IC company that is providing components, electronic components for student projects, and also to help them, you know, realize concepts among other things. So, you know, that essentially solidifies our entrepreneurial spirit that is a place where you can come with ideas mm. and kick in the tires. I see, I see. Great, so all these labs are on, on campus? Yes. Great, yeah. fascinating. And the students run these labs the themselves? students run these labs themselves with the help of teaching assistants um, and faculty supervisors. And we do training. We open up to the general public so you can actually come in and attend a seminar uh, if you have ideas, you can come in and we'll partner with students and we'll try to build your prototype, among other things. I, I see. So I, I'm just fascinated by it. Let's just stay on that for, for a couple more minutes. Okay. So how long did it take to, to set up the the labs, mm -hmm. the two labs, mm -hmm. and, and how old are they? So I think both of them are under two months old. Oh, wow. Um, usually the conversations leading to them takes much longer than the actual stuff. You know, <laughs> the engineers like to get on their knees and put things together, but 
we always have to allow the policymakers to converge <laughs> I first. I see. So it's been about two months now. Both labs are open. Um, and I invite you to visit. It's really fascinating. Yeah, it sounds fascinating. Yeah. Sounds fascinating. Um, let's talk about the ACT ventilator project. That's that's something that you're also doing. Um, yes. What's okay? So let's talk about one how it started and then the, yeah. the current status. Yeah. So the ventilator started um, right about the COVID when COVID started mm. in March 2019 2020. And I just made a call on Facebook. I said, hey, guys, you know, instead of everybody cowering in the shadows and praying to a tired God, can we step up and (laughs) try to do something? And I got a couple of volunteers from around the world, you know, and we started off with a couple of prototypes. Um, None of us had ever built a ventilator. But again, everything I've built is always the first time. So we kicked in the tires. Now we are at a point where we actually have a unit in Kolebu Teaching Hospital, undergoing some basic clinical tests. So it's been a, a long ride. Yesterday we had a med fair where we had our partners and stakeholders across the spectrum from FDA um, to GIZ, our mm-hmm. main sponsor. Okay. And um, I think we are at a point where one day soon, you know, maybe in the next six months, it will be a product that you see in a hospital mm-hmm. near you. I see. So you mentioned that, I mean, you hadn't built, so what? So you got a prototype and you well, you pulled it apart yeah. just to see what was inside. No, and then you, no. <laughs> so so a, a prototype in this case is basically trying to understand the biology, the physics, the chemistry uh, of how the human body interacts with such a system. Okay. You know, when you cannot breathe, how can we keep your lungs going? And so it's Basically started with the physics, mm. designed a structure around the physics, tested it, and we just kept evolving it as we understood mm. the system more and more because there was actually no ventilator to take apart. <laughs> we had to create it you from scratch. You had to create scratch. it from scratch. Yes. Amazing, amazing. Now, somebody, you know, a, a parent is listening, some, somebody's a guardian, whoever, mm-hmm. and they, they observe that mm-hmm. their child is, is, loves these things to build, to create, has a great exploratory mind. Um, what will you tell parents who are seeking higher education, quality higher education, education. For, their, for their children? Well, I would say Academic City is the place. Um, it's a place where we bring experiential learning to the fore. Um, we try to solve problems that are contextual to the African experience. And we understand that you need to bring multiple sources of knowledge. You need to converge knowledge in order to build products in this complex ah, world we live in. Okay. And that your kids have to be continuous learners. And those are the four pillars that basically uphold what we do. I think it's the right place. If you want a small class size, you want an environment where there will be hands-on experience for your kids um, and preparing them for the world of work. Look, I actually want to get to a place where a graduate walks into a company and says, I know what you guys are doing. I have a better idea how you can make more money. I don't want to get into the situation where my students or graduates are going around begging to be employed. I want them to be real strategic partners of their future employers. Better still, if they can walk away like the other three who did their own startups, that is even better. <laughs> That's good. You know, because somebody got to create the jobs that will employ the next generation. And we are your partners in that regard. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Whenever, mm-hmm. you know... Um, we talk about education and the new wave of STEM, science and tech, engineering and math and all of these things. Mm-hmm. I always ask, and the other day you, you were saying that nobody's born gifted, but I always go back to that question about 
what if what if you have a child whose whose interests are not mm-hmm. you, you get you get my point yes, you know somebody yes, who's naturally yes. not leaning towards mm-hmm. some of these things mm-hmm. how will such a child fit in in this space in this space where for example like i said naturally they are not inclined to mm-hmm. maybe science or mm-hmm. tech or math mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. like to do other things mm-hmm. you know how, how they fit into this current context context so last time i pushed back on you and said how do you know mm. How what a three-year-old kid who hasn't really had much exposure okay. is predisposed. What about talking about say, an older child? So an older child, you know, when we 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 talk about STEAM, right, where there is the art, art part, okay. the A is strong. I actually think that the A is probably the most powerful of all the abbreviations in STEAM. I see. Because the STEM is actually solutions. So now everything you have in here, the music, the voice is run by technology, but you need somebody creative to manipulate all the systems to get a message out there. So I think whether you are inclined to science or the arts, ultimately there is that interface that you are going to encounter. The two will meet at a point. So if you come to Sparks, for instance, you know, you're going to start a project with the scissors and cardboards or maybe a sketch. And we will call that art, or maybe it's a painting. <laughs> mm. But then, when you bring it to the computer and you build a 3D model of it, you are beginning ah. to use technology. When you print it out and you can actually take it home, that is still technology. I see. So the lines are not as definitive as we try to make them. I they see. are very, very blurred. Mm. Now, I have a student who just graduated and did a startup, and when he came in, he wanted to do computer engineering, but we kept saying he didn't have elective math, so he did IT. But he started a company in robotics. I so I think we need to remove these barriers, both physical and mental barriers, mm. and actually allow the kids to explore. I use myself as an example, right? I went to University Star Village across mm. from the hospital, and I was in middle school from one, and I couldn't do long division. <laughs> I really couldn't do it. Because 99% of the time, I was hungry. <laughs> I mean, like a hungry stomach cannot think. Yeah. So I think what we need to do is to create this immersive environment that allows kids to explore and to make decisions. Mm. There's no reason why somebody cannot do general arts and eventually end up going to medical school because interests mm. change. Interest change. So let's not box the kids. Let's allow them, and it shows in other parts of the world, students get C's and they design rovers that go on Mars and we get our A's. <laughs> I see. And we can't even figure out how an automobile wow. so, 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 so it means that it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what your natural tendencies are. There's always that point where you can use science even to enhance this other interest you have. Exactly. You know, I, I had a mate at St. Augustine's College who wanted to be a lawyer. And the dad said, there can only be one good lawyer in this family. So he should go to medical school. He went to medical school, practiced in Kolebu for a while, then went back to law school practiced law for a little bit, and then went back to Kolebu. So, <laughs> but he's done the best of both worlds. <laughs> he's done the best of both worlds, and we have to allow people to explore. To explore, great. Yes. I mean, final words, let's talk about admissions. Are there any admissions in progress? Yes, How we, can people get in touch? We are open for admissions. We are looking forward to embracing your words. Uh, you can reach us at 026-269-3906. Again, 026-269-3906. Or on our webpage on www.act.edu.gh. Mm, okay, and and if somebody wants to come to the school, where can they find the school? We are very close to Transitions Funeral Home. That's 
the best landmark. Everybody <laughs> remembers that. Um, or from Agbogba police station, just keep coming straight on the Ridge Junction Road. You'll mm. see us at Boshe. But, but Nathan, look, uh, you know, Academic City, they are doing great things oh, yeah. there. I mean, they are doing fantastic things there. Thank you. Know, I like to hear that. Folks there who have done their own, you know, things there. Some have gone on to study. Charlie, they are doing great things there. The only problem I have with the government has to deal with is the is quality the of the road. In <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. People have invested private capital and all kinds of things there to produce one of the best, you know, training institutions we have in this country. They shouldn't have the quality of roads that, that, that are in that enclave. I know that they are doing some road, you know, through the uh, transition area. Yeah, to, to Mango Lane. Exactly, Mango Lane. But the road that runs in front, I mean, seriously, Osway no. Road. No, no, it's not right. Yes. Mm. It's not, we it's we not. need help. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know you are diplomatic about it. But, you know, seriously, I mean, look, I mean, it is an embarrassment. Because if you see the infrastructure they have put up there. I mean, it's 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 not a usual Ghanaian architecture you find when you're looking for you know universities and all of that. I mean, it's Legon that's somewhat you know close to in terms of how the, the outlook of the place. But it's a beautiful place. Thank and you. seriously, if you want to study IT, you know where to go. Great, thank you, Richard. Thank, thank you, and thank you. thank you so so much. Thank you so so much. I appreciate um, it. Just before you leave, Prof, just can that's you just it. run the number by us on the website again for somebody who may have missed? Sure, sure. So it's zero two six. Two six nine three nine zero six again zero two six two six nine three nine six zero and the web page is www.acity.edu.gh Thank you so so much. Thank you. Prof, all the best. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was Professor Fred Mark Bagonuri, President of Academic City University College. So if you want a place to send your, your word for higher education or for university education, you know where to go. Yeah, are even out. You know, recently WIFE released their, 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 their YC results. Uh, is it SSE results? One of them. YC. Uh, YC. Uh, <laughs> YC is okay, great. So, yeah, and, um, you know, people have passed. Uh, so, please, I mean, look, you know where to go if, if, if you want to receive mm, one of please. the best. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is the City Breakfast Show. It's 9.49. Now, Askia Immigration Consulting Services is committed to being your source of info, your personal advisor, and authorized rep in all your immigration matters for Canada. Now, find them. They are regulated firm, by the way, and they are located at 1 Airport Square, Airport City, Accra, Ghana, adjacent the Holiday Inn Hotel. You can visit their website, askiaimmigration.com for free consultation. You can call 0506-012-289 or 0241-318-890 or 0595-449054 or email welcome at askiaimmigration.com. Find them on social, Facebook, Instagram at Askia Immigration, on Twitter at Askia Immigrate. Askia Immigration Consulting Services, the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada. Now let your Mercedes-Benz be in top shape this Christmas at Silver Star Auto. Silver Star Auto, with over 25 years' experience in Mercedes-Benz, is offering a fantastic end-of-year after-sales promo for all Mercedes-Benz owners. Enjoy free inspection of your passenger or commercial vehicle and enjoy 15% discount on genuine spare parts and all. After-sales services at competitive prices. Promo ends on December 23. Visit any Silver Star Auto workshop in Accra, Tamao, Kumase or visit social media handles and the website to book your slot. T's and C's apply. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. the city breakfast show let's go through some of your messages that have come through richard yes nathan this one says good morning yesterday i went to my bank to check a bond i invested in a year ago at standard chartered bank and the result so heartbreaking i invested some 550,000 ghana cds in a five-year bond and the printout yesterday showed that i already lost some 246,661 Ghana CDs. Nathan, I don't want to disclose my name. Please help mm. me. I need guidance on this. Should I redeem it now? <coughs> I thought the finance minister said individual bonds will not be affected or he misled us. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll deal with this um, sometime tomorrow. Good morning, Nathan. Uh, Tomar has uh, released a major queue. I thought this was something governments do in their final year um when they are leaving office this is a different level of a didija to another exponent god help the common people without connection this one is coming in from kweku inside lagon and this one says i just returned from data bank to get my haircut i stopped depositing into my data bank account when the mpp came to power the total amount in my m fund is 9,142.36 Ghana cities. The current value is 7,175.60 Ghana cities. The haircut equals 1,966.76 Ghana cities. 
ACFAN 2751.83 Ghana cities. The current value is 2371.38 Ghana cities. The haircut is 380.45 Ghana cities. Now, the EPAC. Um, 2,547.84 Ghana cities. The current value is 2,398.40 Ghana cities. The haircut for that equals 149.44 Ghana cities. And the total haircut I'm suffering or I'm getting is 2,496.65 Ghana cities. I've lost this money through no fault of mine. Others are losing huge sums of money. A man was crying. At the bank yesterday, I'm happy I stopped depositing in 2017 like I go cry too. It is better to suffer the haircut now than to keep it for 5 to 10 years. City, please help us. Something is happening to us. This one is coming in from Francis in Accra. And this one is coming in from uh, Edmond who says, Good morning to the men in the studio. Please, I want to ask... Were people's money moved into some kind of bond after the banking sector cleanup? If yes, then what happens to the money in those bonds? That's to mature after the yes mentioned to the customers. Well, these are questions that we'll deal with sometime uh, later. And this one says, Nathan and team, um, I would like to know why individual investors were not asked if they are also willing to exchange their bonds since the finance minister says it is voluntary. It's coming in from Fifi in Hacho. And this one from Dr. Safo in the Rich Hospital says that please, those of us investing in Data Bank Mutual Fund, will we be affected? Uh, it's a question. Uh, uh, we'll note those questions and respond to mm-hmm. them. Uh, tomorrow. And this one from Joseph says, City, uh, in all these things, cutting off the values of our investment and pension funds, etc., I expect the president to drastically cut down the army of uh, staffers at the presidency. <laughs> I also expect the president to cut down the number of ministers and the multiple deputies. Uh, would they be morally right to take as Grisha? Uh, that's a big question. But seriously, I mean, these are concerns that, look, I mean, you cannot be telling people who have invested their money to go and get haircut where applicable. And then still, we see people riding around aimlessly. We see people <laughs> occupying government offices that have no business existing. I mean, it does not send the right signal. Mm. Because you have run the economy to the ditch that we see in it in at the moment Mm -hmm. so if you want the people of ghana to help you get out of the ditch you must show that you are suffering as a result of your own actions and inaction we are it is like you as 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 one of the your your interview said you must go down to the bone Mm -hmm. You, you, look, before you even go to the people and say, look, we want to give you a haircut, you must show that you yourself, you have done some serious Tokyo Joe, some serious haircut. But the idea, you know, ministers, we have multiple ministers still at post. Some have been enjoying in, in, in Qatar, you know. They recently came back. We have all kinds of staffers as the presidency. What they do, we do not know. Majority of the times, we see some of them on social media fighting other people. You are not sending the right signal. You are not. It cannot continue like that. And it's like nobody seems to care. Like, oh, you know, as for Ghana people, we'll tell them what we want to do. It, it can't be right. You saw what happened in the UK. 
when the finance minister of Ghanaian origin presented a budget that created chaos in the, the economy, he, within days he was gone. A month or so later, the, the, the PM herself the, left. Yes, that's how seriously you know people take things in those jurisdictions. Here, you you mess everything up. You are calling on people to fix it, and yet we are not seeing any change in attitude. It cannot be right. Mm. All right. Um, that's our show for the morning. Like I said, look, there will be there will be a lot more of these. We'll try and get more perspectives, either from government, from the various stakeholders, bankers, the people in the space, experts, academia, just so the information can keep flowing. And we'll try and ask government more questions to clarify a few of the sticking points. And then we'll see how it goes. But that's how we end today's edition of the City Breakfast Show. My name is Nathan Carl, and I had Bernard with me. I had Richard Delasca. I also had Godfrey Akotobuafo. Show produced by Caleb Koda. Godfrey Odin gave us help on technical. We are back tomorrow with more. The last of four buttons here with the news at 10. And after he's done, we'll be crossing over to the live broadcast of an event organized by the African Center for Economic Transformation. Very, very interesting program. Then we'll give you that on City 97.3 FM. But first, here is the news at 10 with Nanatu Forboating.